The following is another Class Kids Sports presentation. Class Kids 98.9 Sports presents high school football. Here comes a little outside pressure. Berg steps up, throws it down the middle for Matthews. It's picked off. Carney's got a chance with Murray to return it to the end zone. 15-10, 5, he wants it, and he got it. Nathan Murray is going to get the pick six. Tonight, the state playoffs begin at Foster Field and Kearney as the undefeated Bearcats battle the Norfolk Panthers. High School Football and KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. We're scoreless. Braden Miller back at quarterback. Going to go all the way to the end zone. Albert's open. He's got a touchdown. Kearney high. Beautiful pass for Braden Miller. Stalbert comes in as an extra blocking bat. They try Mazur up the middle. He's got a big hole. 35-40. Cuts outside. If he's got the speed, he can go. 40-30. Miko Mazur has put this football game away for the Bearcats. Carney High is the number one seed in Class A playoffs for the first time in school history. Norfolk had a three-game winning streak snapped last week against Omaha Westside. Norfolk won the last meeting between these two teams in the 2015 finale, while Carney won the last playoff matchup in 2014. It's the Panthers and Bearcats coming up next, but first, the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Foster Field and Carney with KKPR sports director Doug Dude and Larry Baker right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone, from Foster Field on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney. The Class A 2017 state football playoffs are here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, along with Larry Baker and Monty Kratzenstein, joining me in the booth tonight, just in case that we have a lot to talk about as we get ready for Bearcat football. And, uh, Monty, I'll start with you. You've had a couple of the Kearney games uh, with me uh, so far this year, and Uh, We'll hear from Coach Brandon Cool, but to think that the Bearcats would be the number one overall seed and the only undefeated team left in Class A, no matter what the Metro critics say, uh, is still pretty amazing uh, considering what Kearney High had coming into the season as far as returning depth and experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of, uh, you know, going into the season, there's a lot of question marks. And uh, from from a experience standpoint and what they've done this season um no matter what happens from this point on is is a big deal uh getting that number one seed now how much does that help i don't know because there's about four or five teams up there that are that are pretty good and you gotta play your best football every night but but uh, what an accomplishment friday night first round game one versus 16 at foster field they can't ask for anything better than that and larry we know that that doesn't always mean that it's going to be a blowout we saw carney as the 16 seed just a couple of years ago down to millard and was in that football game until the fourth quarter and i get the sense that when an outstate team beats a metro team then that's why the metro team isn't very good uh and and that's what we've seen here carney hasn't beaten any of the teams currently in the top five in class a but they beat creighton prep when they're in the top five they beat a millard north team that has rebounded since that game to uh, get above 500 so carney has beaten some traditional powers this year and they get ready to take on a norfolk team who they did not play in this cycle uh, have been on their schedule for years and years and years but did not play them last year and now draw them here in the playoffs well i think a couple things there doug that are really interesting one and uh understandably so when you talk class a you know the world ends at lincoln 
And Coach T at Grand Island and, of course, Coach Cool at Kearney do such a fabulous job with their teams. And I think this Kearney team is a really good example of that. Archer, Cool, that entire staff, they've done a great job building this team through the offseason, and then they've gotten better each week here as they've gone. They didn't just go to Millard North and beat Millard North. They destroyed Millard North. That was literally a destruction. That wasn't a deal where you could say, well, Millard North's a little bit down, so Carney finally gets them. Carney whipped them. And what Millard North has been really good in the last few years, Doug, you and I have called several games there where Carney's been right in those games. And I think it is a situation where – uh, as an outstate team, Carney would compete, has competed for years with all of those Metro teams. This is a good Carney team and a hungry Norfolk team. This is a team that this time last week, they did not think they were going to be in the playoffs. It wasn't until after their, their game ended that they realized they were in. Those teams can be very, very dangerous. And just uh, you don't want to hang everything here on Millard North, but Carney beat Millard North better than anybody else that played Millard North, including Omaha North, Millard West, and Creighton Prep, Carney beating them 42 to nothing in Millard West. That was or Millard North. That was their only loss in the district and in the last five games of the season. This is the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. As we mentioned, the conditions may not be perfect tonight, but they are way better than they were last night for the opening of the eight-man playoffs. And we have got quite a few games that have already been either played today or are underway. Now all of the Class A are kicking off at 7 o'clock, and that includes Grand Island at Omaha Creighton Prep. In Class B, a couple of games underway. McCook and Waverly scoreless in the first quarter. Elkhorn South and Gross are underway. Uh, Gothenburg and Aquinas are underway in C1. Wayne held off a late charge out at Shadron today to win by a score of 30-28. to 28. That was 30-12 to 12 in the third quarter. Here's one for you. The number two seed Fairbury is behind to Pierce at the half. By a score of 21 to 20 in Class C2, Wilbur Claytonia Battle Creek underway, Sutton Valentine underway, and Lincoln Lutheran has jumped out to a 14 to nothing lead over North Platte St. Pat's in the second quarter. Six man today, the three-time defending champion Riverside, uh, no problem, 79 nothing over Hyannis. Cody Kilgore beat Walt Hills 50 to six. Harvard and Deschler kicking off here at seven. When we come back, we'll hear from the coaches, including legendary head coach Tom Olson at Norfolk and almost legendary head coach Brandon Cool of the Carney High Bearcats as we get ready for Class A playoff action here on Classic Hits. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. I was born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospital since the age I was two, and I lost her when I was six. Every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and again, like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. You cannot teach compassion, you cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare. 
Mary Laney Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. New Tech Seed pregame show continues here from Foster Field with the head coach of the Carney High Bearcats, Brandon Cool. And coach, uh, man, when we were at the Carney Booster Golf Tournament and uh, the next week getting ready for the season on the Doug and Daddy Show, could you have ever imagined that the Bearcats could be the number one seed in the Class A playoffs? Yeah, that's a tremendous question, and we talked about that multiple times here uh, throughout the entire week. I think it would have probably questioned of our stance where we're at right now by the standpoint we had a inexperienced crew coming in with only Lee Harrington and Cannon Coster, our only returning starters. And so we had a lot of new faces that we had to kind of break in and in certain spots and certain key spots. And so for us to uh, run the table in the regular season and just continue to get better and better bodes well for our tremendous senior leadership and the work ethic that these guys possess. Well, and again, uh, you, you can go down that road as, as you do, but what about the job that you and, and your assistant coaches did to get this team prepared for the 2017 season? Well, I think the key part is we try to put them in a position to be successful. Uh, we try to uh, coach them technique-wise, uh, whether it's simple blocking or simple tackling, or try to get them in a position to be successful. Uh, we encourage them big time to take care of themselves uh, physically and mentally. Uh, got to be in the weight room, got to do a lot of speed agility in the summer to pre- prepare themselves. Uh, hopefully the long season. And so uh, i got the best assistant coaching staff in the state. I've said that. I'll continue to say that. Uh, uh, I feel like uh, the assistant coaches here at Carney High School uh, put our kids in position to perform and play at a very high level. Been a little banged up. Uh, caught a couple of key injuries two weeks ago against Creighton Prep, Cannon Coster, and, and Skiles both out. You've had some other corners that have been out uh, as well. What's the status on some of the kids that uh, were out last week? Well, I think the, the number one thing is uh, we're starting to get healed up just a tad bit with those uh, those couple, two or three guys that have been out. Uh, we'll analyze those guys uh, here uh, at the end of the week here before, uh, before the Norfolk game. And and we're looking at those guys maybe getting a few reps uh, early in practice next week. So very encouraging of where we're at from a health perspective. Uh, but, again, those guys, uh, they've been out for two or three weeks here. And so to try to get them back into the routine of things is going to be key for us. But if we can get them out to practice early and give them a few reps practice-wise before they can play, uh, hopefully in the next uh, quarterfinal game, that that's a huge benefit for us as we continue on the playoff run. We're talking with Carney Bearcat coach Brandon Cool getting ready for tonight's game with Norfolk. Obviously, anytime you lose your starting quarterback, you're going to get all eyes. But I thought Braden Miller came in and did an outstanding job uh, in that Creighton prep game and then uh, did what he had to do last week. Uh, obviously, Benson was overmatched. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the confidence you've had and what you've seen in him in the last seven quarters. Well, we've seen this uh, all year long. So last year, the sophomore, he's able to control the sophomore offense and kind of run it the way we wanted to get done uh, from an offensive perspective. And then he came in, and, and you know, he's always worked the second team offense the entire season, and obviously been our JV quarterback. And so we knew the capability that he has and uh, calling certain plays that works for him and, and obviously certain plays we want to run within our offense. He does a great job of controlling uh, what we're trying to get done. He's smart. He's athletic. He's ener- uh, he's energetic. And so uh, for us to put him in the in the fire at Creighton Prep, that was a great experience for him because that's the playoff-type atmosphere you want your, your athletes to be in. And then to be his first career start last week at o- against Omaha Benson, uh, he did the things necessary. Uh, we missed out on a, maybe a couple of uh, easy pass plays here and there that we like to connect on. But uh, from top to bottom, we got up to a good start, and, and it was good for him to get his feet wet from the starting position. 
And not just with uh, Braden, but at that corner position, have you had to change schemes, do something different because of the injuries? We've made adjustments. Uh, we've, we've, in fact, we've moved a few people around. Uh, we're running the tail feathers off of a kid by, uh, by the name of Miko Mainsner, and he's playing some, uh, and been an outside backer for us all year long, and then sometimes we put him down a defensive tackle and have him rush the quarterback, and then the last couple of weeks we've been putting him out there at corner a little bit. So I think Miko's kind of our utility guy from a defensive perspective. Uh, and then uh, once in a while we take a, a safety or take an outside linebacker in the second group and we move them out to corner just to kind of get some reps and try to keep it somewhat safe and somewhat simple with those guys. But uh, I think the key for us is we got to continue to stop the run defensively, uh, get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, working from the outside with Hunter Novacek or Isaiah Stalberg coming from the edge, and uh, just not give up that big play and uh, make teams uh, earn their first downs and earn their points. Coach, what about Norfolk here? The weather may play into your hands a little bit with what you like to do, running the football, uh, playing good defense. Uh, Norfolk getting most of their offense through the air this year in a, a solid quarterback in Brandon Hart. Yeah, no, um, I'll say this, and I say it every year. Uh, anytime we play Norfolk, uh, I think Tom Olsen does a tremendous job with, uh, with his athletes and his program. Uh, those kids will come in and they'll play extremely hard. Uh, one of the best uh, uh, football teams with Special teams are going to be. Uh, they're going to come after our PAT field goal and our punt. Uh, their return game is very simple, very solid. So that's uh, that's going to be a big key in the football game. Uh, defensively, they like to bring a lot of blitz. They're going to line up. We're going to give them a lot of different looks here offensively, but they like to line up. And sometimes they don't necessarily uh, care what uh, offensive formation we're in because they're going to try to get the blitz to uh, our running back or to our quarterback before we can do anything with it, which is concerning. And then we've played against this spread offense all year long. Norfolk does a great job of running, you know, a lot of different formations. Uh, they'll spread the field and try to keep it, uh, keep us honest up inside with a little bit of inside zone and a little bit of an inside run game. And then they like to throw it out on the perimeter with some screens and some hitters and just try to keep the ball out of our hands. So from top to bottom, uh, they're well coached like they always are. Brandon, you said you had a meeting uh, this week with uh, some of the players uh, to assess goals. Can you share a little bit of that with us? Well, one of the things we talk about uh, in our first meeting, uh, our, excuse me, our first practice of the week is uh, we kind of get loosened up and kind of get warmed up. And then we, we talk about goals and aspirations that we want to kind of hang our hat on for the next football game. And we do that, we do that every week. Um, so what are some things that we've learned in the previous two or three games add to some things that, that we have to do a little bit better job on. And so we always set about three or four goals. Most of the time they talk about uh, you got to win the turnover battle. Uh, you got to do a great job of controlling the line of scrimmage. Uh, we can't do a, a little bit better job of uh, getting to the quarterback, get a little bit more pressure on the quarterback, and just, just a simple four or five things that we kind of hang our hat on all week long uh, in order to uh, compete against our opponents. And Coach, real quickly, I know it's one game at a time, but just your thoughts on the Class A field as a whole and where you set uh, you won't have to leave home if you continue to win. Well, that's a huge advantage for us. Uh, our, our, our players put ourselves in a position to be successful from the, from the seating that we received uh, to start the football playoffs. And anytime you can play on your own home turf, uh, that's got to be a huge advantage for us. Um, I think uh, Class A is uh, balanced from uh, top to bottom. Um, just like you saw last week in the final regular season game, there was a couple two or three upsets or a couple two or three games that are really, really close. And that's how the state football playoffs are going to be. So the team that can stay healthy, take care of the football, do some great things on special teams, play some great defense, 
uh, might have an opportunity to continue on in the state football uh, playoffs. Last question, Coach. Let me take it a step farther. Many of the pundits, media, you coaches, whatever you want to say, had a top four in A all year long until about two weeks ago. Then they drew a line, and then they said, well, Carney and Lincoln High are next, right under that line. Does what happened the last two weeks give more confidence to you and your football team that Lincoln is a possibility? Um, it's a non-factor at this point. Uh, like we, we talk about it all the time. Uh, you just take it one game at a time. Uh, the rankings this time of year, the seeding this time of year, you're going to have to play great football in order to get to the next round. And so we try to keep our kids focused on the task at hand, and our task is to take care of Norfolk, uh, well-coached team, and then it's going to be uh, it's going to be a battle for four quarters and make sure we uh, have all of our ducks in a row as, as we continue our, our playoff run. Coach Brandon Cool, head coach of the County Bearcats. Coach, let's get a win and talk again next week. Thanks for the time. All right. Thanks for your coverage. We'll be back with the starting lineups as the Class A playoffs begin right after this on the new Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the Dent Poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value long. Surprised that the Dent Popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The Dent Popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the Dent Popper north of Railroad on 1st on the bricks, downtown Carney for a free estimate. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, all Located in Sutton. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show on a windy Friday night as Norfolk getting ready to do battle with the uh, Carney High Bearcats. And uh, we are pleased to uh, welcome back uh, down to Carney, longtime head coach Tom Olson. And coach, uh, thanks for the time. Uh, it's playoff time. And as we've seen in Class A, 1, 4, 12, 16, sometimes it doesn't matter. Uh, last week, it didn't matter. Uh, what, what's the state of your football team right now as they come down as the number 16 team? Well, we're very excited to play. Uh, we didn't think we had much of a shot at getting in if we didn't win on uh, last Friday. And uh, as it worked out, we won a couple tiebreakers and, and got an opportunity to get in and play. And anytime you get to play uh, an extra game and get an extra week of practice, that's always encouraging. What has practice been like this week when maybe you thought that was the last time you were going to see him last Friday? Oh, uh, I mean, we we had never told him last Friday that the, you know that we were definitely out. We just said that the odds were very good that we wouldn't be uh, in if we didn't win. And so within about an hour of the completion of the game last week, we knew that we were in. So it really hasn't changed practice or anything. We had practice on Saturday morning, and then we've had a good week of practice as we have for the last several weeks. This group of kids has done a outstanding job of coming to practice every night and improving and, and uh, very focused. Didn't have a ton of kids back on the offensive side of the ball this year. Let's start there. Just uh, give us how you kind of built this Norfolk team uh, for 2017. Yeah, it, we didn't have uh, a lot of experience anywhere on a football team. I think we had two defensive ends coming back, uh, a linebacker, and two offensive linemen. And, uh, and an outs- uh, No, he wasn't even. I was going to say we had a receiver, too, but he didn't even play last year. So I think there's just the two offensive linemen on the offensive side of the ball is what we had coming back. And 
uh, two very good linemen, and uh, we filled up some some spots with some other kids. Our depth is obviously an issue when you're that small. Um, but as the year progressed, we just got better and better. Um, we played our, our the, the meat of our schedule was early in the year, so it looks pretty bad. We're one and four, uh, but each week we noticed even though we were not winning games, we were improving and getting better. And then uh, when the schedule lightened up a little bit, we were able to continue to improve and get some wins. So uh, a lot of people measure your season by wins and losses, and, and we measured it one game at a time to. Uh, and, and on improvement, and we, we saw just a vast improvement in this uh, young football team. Well, last week, notwithstanding, you have been able to put some points on the board most of the games uh, this year, and Brandon Hart's chucked that ball around, but if the wind's going to howl all Friday night, how much does that affect what you guys want to do offensively? Well, we had a very windy night the other night um, against Westside, and uh, I, I didn't think, I thought it was going to be a, a big factor in the game, and uh, it, in fact, it didn't even have that much of a uh, impact on the in the kicking game, which is usually where it, it comes into play. Uh, we had obviously about a 10 or 15 yard difference in your punting going one direction or the other, but that really wasn't the issue. Uh, and it maybe influenced one or two of our passes and maybe two or three of theirs. Uh, other than that, it was just, uh, you know, football as usual. I guess if you want to throw the ball around like we have to nowadays, um, you're going to have to be aware that Nebraska has wind and snow and rain and things like that, and, and you just have to accept that with it. So uh, the wind cannot be a factor. We cannot allow it to be a factor. Well, defensive line was probably the spot that you could build this team around. That's probably where you had your most experience coming back in. And uh, with uh, Schomer and Montgomery up there, uh, they've, they've done, some, uh, done some hefty work for you on that side of the ball. Yeah, they have. And, and with our defensive scheme, too, it, uh, we're very reliant upon our defensive line to do a lot of things for us, tying up blockers and getting pressure on passing game and so on. Uh, and those two guys, we knew last year, they had a lot of experience last year. They're both returning starters and, and uh, outstanding players for us last year in a very good year and we knew that that was going to be the they were going to be the bell cows of our of our defense and sure enough they have been and they've honestly every single game they've come out and just uh really been had a huge impact on the game um whether it be putting pressure on passers or uh locking up double teams and allowing linebackers to fly around and uh, we've been very very proud of what those guys have been able to do this year we're chatting with Norfolk head football coach Tom Olson here on the New Tech Seed pregame show as they get ready to take on Kearney High. Now, albeit, uh, as you said before last week, the three opponents that you got the winning streak against weren't uh, top ten teams in the state, but you handled them. You did everything. Well, I don't know. You can tell me if you did everything well, but what was uh, what was it like that you were clicking on during that three-game winning streak? Well, honestly, it, it hadn't changed that much. I, I thought we played uh, Burke very well offensively, uh, not so much defensively. I thought... Uh, Bellevue West, we played them very good on defense and uh, did about the same thing against those three teams. The difference was that uh, their quality of team was uh, reduced comparatively, and therefore we were able to put more points on the board. When you put points on the board, kids play a lot uh, more fervently, and the the other side kind of slowly dissipates a little bit, and so then the score can get uh, lopsided in a hurry. Well, Coach, tell me a little bit about what you see from uh, Kearney. They have not been necessarily an offensive explosion team, and of course the last couple of weeks they've had to go with, with a backup quarterback. They kind of hang their hat on their defense. Uh, what do you see from the Bearcats? Well, I think you know we, we were looking at the Omaha World Herald rankings uh, earlier this week, and I think with Kearney that'll be uh, four of the top six teams in the state, according to the World Herald, have been on our schedule. Three, three during the season, and then Kearney, obviously, a very good football team, and I think that they, from film, uh, that will, this will be the best defense that we faced this year. I'm very impressed with the athleticism of their kids, uh, their scheme, although fairly simple, very well. Uh, the, the kids executed extremely well, very knowledgeable. They uh, 
um, they, they take care of their uh, their responsibilities, and they, uh, as I said, the scheme is definitely covers up for anything that if they send in a linebacker, they definitely have it covered behind there. There's no, uh, there there are no loose ends when they play. And Brandon Cool has always done an excellent job. The staff's done an excellent job every time we've played. Carney, we know we're in for a heck of a, a game, whether we have uh, better talent or even talent or we're, we're down. Um, it's going to be a great game, and that's what I noticed defensively. Very athletic, a lot of people flying around, uh, excellent tacklers, uh, and very knowledgeable of their own scheme. And Offensively, uh, I, I don't really know uh, as much about them, except that I, I just see them as being a very fairly run-based offense, kind of like a Omaha North or maybe a, a Lincoln Pius or teams that we've seen on film also. And um, they, they really push the run, and then they pass uh, in such a way that you, you can't just lock in on the run. But uh, very classic, old, not, not old style, but old. Uh, when you can run the ball as they can run the ball, uh, you can do an awful lot of things. I'm just very, very impressed with Carney. Tom Olson, head football coach at Norfolk. Coach, let's wrap it up with this. Considering the conditions, considering you're an underdog, what do you have to get done in the first quarter to uh, get your guys in a spot where they have a chance to win this football game? Yeah, uh, we don't ever talk about winning and losing. We talk about uh, taking care of our responsibilities, and if uh, if we have done our job, and if, uh, if things have worked out, then we have a shot to win at the end. Everybody wants to win. That's uh, you don't even have to speak about that. The, the goal of every game is to win it. So we're, we focus more on what we need to do to take care of things. And, and in the first quarter, uh, we have to keep the the game within reach. Obviously, we don't want to be down 35 to nothing. Uh, we need to do our job defensively and try to get them off the field as often as possible, and then offensively probably the biggest task that we're going to have is getting first down so uh, we need to move the ball down the field keeping their offense off the field and and uh it takes an offense especially like ours a little time to get rolling so you have to uh, your goal is to get enough first downs that you can start to get into a flow and a rhythm offensively and maybe get the defense on their heels a little bit and then absolutely we have to score when we get in the red zone and and that's been a little bit of a difficulty for us this year well coach always great to chat with you sure appreciate the time uh, best of luck all right, thank you very much. That's Norfolk head football coach Tom Olson. We'll be back in here from Brandon Cool, the Carney Bearcats, as the New Tech Seed pregame show continues right after this. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Don't forget Carney Catholic tonight playing at Wahoo. You can hear that on ESPN 1460 AM and also on PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll be back with the starting lineups as the Bearcats at Norfolk Panthers get ready to start the Class A playoffs right after this. Do you have a passion for athletics? 
Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. It's never too late for Enzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Enzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Enzone's wide application window, you can even add Enzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Enzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Enzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit Mid Nebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. Time now for the starting lineups for our Class A opener on Classic Hits, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the Better Bank in Kearney. First off for the Panthers of Norfolk, the center is number 50, six foot, 300-pound junior Bryson Moore. At the guards, the right side, number 58, six foot, 270-pound senior Jordan Price. And the left guard, number 62, six foot, 255-pound senior Mason Flaherty. At the tackles on the right side, number 56, 6'2", 200-pound senior Joe Gunther. And the left tackle, number 70, 6'4", 195-pound senior Dalton Freiburg. The split end is number 1, 6'1", 180-pound senior Zach James. Then they'll go with number 15, 6'3", 170-pound sophomore Gage Doran. The slot backs are number 12, 6'1", 170-pound sophomore Garrett Henry, and number 22, 5'11", 185-pound junior Cooper Kasky. The running back is number 25, 5'6", 155-pound junior Austin Bruzik, and the quarterback, number 10, 6'5", 155-pound junior Brandon Hart. The head coach of the Norfolk Panthers is Tom Olson. Norfolk comes in with a record of 4-5. and five. Those wins coming against Lincoln North Star, Bellevue East, Omaha South, and Omaha Northwest. Those four teams combined have six wins. Their losses coming to Lincoln East, Fremont, and Omaha Burke to start the season, then Bellevue West and Omaha West Side. For the undefeated Carney Bearcats, the center is number 54, 5'9", 242-pound senior Daniel Lundy. The left guard, number 57, 5'10", 210-pound senior Rowdy Melton. And the right guard, number 58, 6'3", 265-pound senior Trevor Payne. At left tackle, number 59, 5'10", 203-pound senior Caden Lytle. And the right tackle, number 75, 6'2", 290-pound senior Lee Harrington. Your wide receivers are number 7, 6'1", 196-pound senior Brett Obermiller. Number 2, 6'1", 196-pound senior Isaiah Stalward. Playing the Y or the N position is Tyler Atchison, 6'3", 224-pound senior, wearing number 88. In the backfield. The halfback is number 14, 5'11", 188-pound senior Thad Huber. The eyeback, number 15, 5'10", 180-pound senior Matt Studi. You will also see number 3, 6'173", pound sophomore Miko Maisner. And the quarterback is number 10, 5'10", 182-pound junior Braden Miller. The head coach of the Carney Bearcats is Brandon Cool, assisted by Brad Archer, Steve Cherry, Tim Christo. Mark Cron, Chad Carr, Pete Kropp, Greg Limbaugh, Dan Martin, Kyle Peters, and Darren Van Winkle ranked number one in the Lincoln Journal Star, number two in the Omaha World Herald in Class A. 
And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And, Larry, when you read that down, Norfolk is small and young when it comes to underclassmen and 250. That first guy I read is 300. Everything else, smaller and younger. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. They're a little bit smaller and a little bit younger. And, Doug, Norfolk's going to throw the ball all over the yard tonight. This quarterback has thrown the ball 245 times. That's number three in the state for attempts, and that's only by about four attempts. Here's the key to this whole thing tonight, Doug. Norfolk has thrown the ball for 1,689 yards so far on the season. They've given up 1,450 yards. So when you're bread and butter and you're really good at throwing it or whatever it is you do, but on the flip side, you struggle at the exact same thing on the other side of the ball, Carney's going to have some opportunities to put some points on the board tonight. Well, and uh, they're the ones that are banged up. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. We know that starting quarterback had some all-state thoughts at the beginning of the year. His numbers won't uh, pan out to that spot. Cannon Coster on the sideline, maybe be able to go next week. Kale Masters has been out over half the season. Caleb Bean and Davis Skiles also out. Skiles also injured in the Creighton prep game. And that's our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Looks like the Bearcats will get the ball to start the game. You've been listening to the new Tech Seed pregame show here on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll kick it off next. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. The wind will be at the back of the Norfolk Panthers from north to south, and Monty Carney gets the ball right away. They can make a statement here to start this football game. Absolutely. We talk about every week when we talk about field position, especially with this wind blowing strong out of the north. It is going to affect some of the... uh, play selection as well as some of the uh, passing plays so it's important for Carney to take this ball get some first downs once again get a little momentum don't give Norfolk a chance right from the start here we go the ball is in the air and it'll be a returnable kick here the Bearcats will come up and field this on the 12 yard line up the field of the 13 the 20 the 25 Stallbird outside 35 40 he's on the numbers he's going to get to midfield and be brought down in Norfolk territory, but there is a flag laying back at the 31-yard line. Yeah, I think this is going to end up back at the 20, Doug. Yeah, you could see they were going to uh, run a hash return there. Had a pretty nice wall set up there along the way. Stallbird uh, broke a tackle there initially, got good field position, but the illegal block is going to put him back. Uh, long Have to have a long drive here to start the game. About 30 yards if they do uh, put this that way. And we have a long discussion here by the officials and the referee about what exactly they saw, what exactly did occur on the kick return. And they're talking to the Carney sideline and Coach Brandon Cool about something here. I think this might be on Norfolk, maybe? Well, if it is, there'd be no doubt you'd accept the penalty. Nope, block in the back. Why would we ever and a think face of anything mask, else? And a face mask on Norfolk. At the end. So those penalties will offset and we'll re-kick it. So that's what happened here is we'll, we'll re-kick the football. And you have to worry a little bit about uh, Norfolk. Of course, their kicker is Connor Clayton, also a junior. But 
unable to get the ball even close to the end zone with this kind of wind, and that's going to give a big benefit to the Bearcats. Uh, wind in the kicking game as opposed to one way or the other a factor into this one. And again, it's not howling at 35 like it was last night, maybe more like 15 right now. Well, if you're Norfolk, you don't like this, Doug, because uh, the Bearcats were just a sliver away from taking that thing all the way to the end zone. You'd just as soon not kick this again. One of the things about Norfolk always, traditionally, if Tom Olson coached teams, they're very good on special teams. They always have a little bit of uh, trickery on the offensive part of the kicking game, but usually they're pretty good. But as we saw from the previous kickoff, Carney had a good wall set up, a good return. We'll see if they go to do the same thing on this one. And this kick, put a little more leg into it, back, 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 taking it at the five-yard line. This time, Maisner has it. He's going to go all the way to the right side, 15, 20, try to get outside, 25, gets to the 30, and then he is going to be stacked up just at the 30-yard line. So that's where the Bearcats will start. First down and 10. It's 38 degrees with the winds out of the north at 17 mile an hour as we start the 2017 Class A playoffs. Steve Nelson, our referee tonight, Kevin Caverzogi, the umpire, Justin Denning, Brian Duhasek, and Cam Smith, the officiating crew here for tonight's football game. And depending on how this goes, we'll have addresses and phone numbers of those fellas here. <laughs> we'll be giving you score updates throughout the night. Uh, some C games underway. Most A and B, the late start. And the first snap of the game out of the pistol is a little high, but Miller's able to handle it, give it to Studi, who shakes a tackle and gets all that he can towards the 33-yard line. Norfolk pursued it well. Yeah, Daniel Metal there, uh, Doug steps up and makes the tackle, and they kind of bounced him around. But uh, Carney just trying to get to the edge there. They, Carney does a really nice job with that, working this thing from the edge to the B gap. And as you look, uh, I would expect I, I don't see Carney High trying to test the air too much tonight. Even even if things aren't going specifically well here in the first quarter, just to stay out with the backup quarterback Miller and. Keep that ball on the ground with Maisner and Studi. Out of the eye formation, they'll hand it right side, looking for a little bit of a gap, 35-40. First down, proving the pile out to the 43-yard line. Matt Studi is able to pick up 10 in the first first down of the ball game. You could definitely see a big push from the inside of the lane, line there, falling behind uh, Rowdy Melton, falling behind the Payne Kid, going in behind uh, Lee Harrington, and there was a nice push, easy first down on a basic ISO play up the middle. A lot of times when you want to run the ball in a game, what you do is you just want to get and run straight ISO and find out how good you are up front, and the Bearcats enveloped Norfolk there. Stallbird is the man you're looking for in the passing game. They'll run option to the wide side, and Miller's going to keep it, get to the numbers, 50, 45, down the sideline, 40. He'll be shoved out of bounds inside the 35-yard line at the Norfolk, 30. They're going to give him a whole lot of yardage on that one, and a gain of 27 on the play, two plays in, and the Bearcats are at the Norfolk 30. And Connor Clayton makes the tackle for Norfolk there, just gets him shoved out of bounds. Straight speed option there, uh, not played well. The DN tried to what we call Q-stunt. He tried to play both quarterback and pitch man. He's got to make a decision. They'll always make you pay there with the quarterback when you try to play both. Ball just inside the 30-yard line. We'll even call it the 29. They'll send Mazner in motion out of the backfield. Swing pass to him down the line of scrimmage. He's got it. He's going to break a tackle at the 25, get to the sideline, 20, tiptoe the sidelines, and where will they say he stepped out of bounds? It'll be enough for a first down at the 17-yard line, a gain of 12. In typical Brandon Cool fashion, you see your fourth different formation, your fourth different play. You know, he will absolutely script these plays, run so many different formations and so many different sets on these first couple drives. 
thing is there is they motion the back out of the backfield, and that turns that into twins to the top. Norfolk, nobody moved on the defense. You gain that uh, bubble leverage immediately there. Norfolk's got to adjust to that. Bearcats trying to get everybody involved here, and they are first and 10 at the 17-yard line, I formation, and they'll give it to Maisner, who dots the eye, bounces off one, bounces off two, gets to the 15-yard line, a little bit better pursuit that time by the Panthers, led by Connor Clayton on the tackle. Yeah, they motioned there to the strength, and when they did, Norfolk was able to bring the overhang untouched from the back side, and, uh, which made the running back for Carney take a little uh, another cut that ended up slowing him down. The backside pursuit was able to get there. Miko Mazner just took the gloves off that he was wearing and <laughs> chucked them over to the sideline. Stalford split out wide to the right side out of the I formation. Base set here. Second down and eight. Hard count. Little movement. No jump. Now Miller comes out from under center, looks over at Coach Cool. And sets him down, strong to the right side. That's where the handoff will go. Maisner, right off right guard, gets to the 10-yard line. They'll stack him up there. Going to be a gain of six. It'll be third down. They might only give him the 11. We'll say it's a gain of six, uh, five yards to the 11. When you're in the first round and you're the number one seed, meaning you get to stay home now all the way through, you're kind of banged up. You don't have all of your bullets to fire. And you can run ISO the way Carney's running it right now. You just keep running it. First big third down of the game. Got third down three here. In the shadow of the goal, the goal post here. They'll go twins to the right, solo left. They will move Atchison from the left end to the right end out of the pistol formation. Miller on third down, going to run option. He's got all kinds of room. He'll make the pitch to Mazer. Mazer's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Carney High. You can see the moment they snapped that football, they were going to score. An 11-yard touchdown run for Miko Mazer. Yeah, there again, just speed option. They've just got Norfolk out-leveraged when they motioned and they didn't go with it, and now in speed option, they've got them out-leveraged. The first big gain was on the keep. This time the DN decided to crash to the quarterback, pitch off of him, nobody home. They also shifted the tight end pre-snap, and again, we didn't see a whole lot of adjustment from the Norfolk defense there. Nice play by Braden Miller, option off. Late pitch to Miko Mazner for a touchdown. Gabe Hines now to attempt the extra point. The placement is down. The kick is up, and the kick by Hines is good. Our five points bank touchdown, an 11-yard option run from Miko Mazner. 8.57 to go. Carney takes the opening drive 70 yards, 7 nothing. Bearcats. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Kale Strong is back deep here for the Panthers, and Hines pops it up into that win. It'll be a short kick. Actually let it bounce. You don't want to do that. It's still on the ground. Carney got down there. It's still loose on the ground. It's on the turf. It will slide a little bit. Norfolk always looked like they were going to get the ball, but 
They needed to field that pop-up kick. Somebody's got to call that, and Carney High going to put a little pressure on Maybe first down and 10 at the 21 Panthers. All right, if you're an old-school guy and you love running the ball, I power ISO, you just had that. Now if you're one of these new fandango guys and you just want to see it in the air all night, listen up because that's what you're getting ready to get with Norfolk. Not very big. Brandon Hart, 155, is running back. And Bruzik, 155. Very young back there. Three wideouts, twins right, single left. And Hart takes it, going to hand it to Bruzik on the first play, tries right gap, and he is going to be stood up after a gain of a yard out to the 23. Yeah, Josh Ray filled there big time, and the whole host of them makes the tackle after Ray gets him off his spot. They're going to struggle running the ball in there tonight, Doug. I really think the key here for Carney Rilly's season is number 75, Lee Harrington. Of course, defending Class A state champion wrestler. This kid just plays two gaps in there, and he's super tough. Able to fill a lot of room, and now the first pass of the ball game. They swing it to Bruzik out of the backfield. Carney has it covered, but a nice move to the 25-30. First down, shoved into the Norfolk sideline at the 34-yard line, a gain of 11. Nice little nifty move there after the catch by Austin Bruzik. Yeah, a little swing pass over the left-hand side. We had a one-on-one move. Thad Huber kind of had it. looked like he had him dead to rights, and a nice little quick move there to get to the outside for first down for Norfolk. Yeah, Huber's feet stopped. In that situation in the open field, you got to buzz your feet, don't overcome it, but keep your feet moving. Hubert's feet just feet just stopped there. First down and 10 at the 34. The Panthers already 7-0. Carney deep slant overthrown, and it is intercepted. The Bearcats will pick the football off at the 50-yard line. Bo Sostad says thank you very much. Our first turnover. Yeah, Cooper Kasky ran what I'm going to guess is the wrong route. When you see a ball thrown to just this total empty space, most generally it's a miscommunication. The quarterback and the receiver Either the uh, the quarterback thought he was going to run a different route than he did. I always blame the receiver. I say you ran the wrong route. Quarterback gets enough blame other places. Sawstad sitting back there deep. He was about 10 yards behind the intended receiver and kind of got a little bit of a gift, but did make a nice catch getting his arms underneath the football there right along the turf. Yeah, he had no chance to return it. He dove after the football to try and scoop it up, and he did it. Not quite like we saw Nathan Murray end the Creighton prep game here a couple of weeks ago. So the Bearcats up 7-0, back in possession. They'll turn and hand it off to Studi. Off right end, he's going to bring it into Norfolk territory for a short gain to the 48, a gain of two. Yeah, they're uh, Norfolk's num- uh, number one tackler, MJ Montgomery. He's got 109 tackle points on the season. He's averaging 12 a game. Nice tackle there. I'm trying to watch number 97, who's Ryan Schomer here, is a, who's probably the best defensive player, most notable defensive player for the Panthers. He's switching off between the right side and left side end. He's got some college offers, but he has not been very active as of yet. Brett Obermuller, the lone wide out to the top. And they want to run option to the near side. They'll pitch it to Studi. Studi, big collision at the 45. He gets a little bit better of that as the tackle is made by Josh Woolman. But Studi, not afraid of the contact, takes it to the 43-yard line, a gain of four. It'll be third down and three. Now what you're going to see, Doug, is they're finally on that speed option. Norfolk got a little bit of width with their defense. The DN forced the ball out, then got width with the linebacker. What that will set up is some sort of C-gap run off of that look with that uh, linebacker getting with. 
State High School football playoffs on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. 7-0 Carney. seven minutes to go first quarter. Bearcats second possession after the pick. Run the option right side and nowhere to go for Miller. He's going to be drugged down from behind, and he's going to lose a little bit. It'll be fourth down and four. Yeah, that was interesting. That's only the second time we've seen him in a spread set there, and I don't think that was option. That was quarterback lead. He went out to the same side as the back. Yeah, it didn't look like – I couldn't tell either. It did look a little bit different because it looked like an option blocking, but, of course, he dove right in there. I don't know if he saw thought he saw something that he didn't. But the, the fourth down four here, see if they – it looks like they're going to leave the offense in the game. I think they're going to have their man short. I think they want to punt the ball. You know the situation. Your favorite here, don't make a mistake. Don't give Norfolk an opportunity. They're going to line up to punt it. And even if they take a delay a game here, it's not that big a deal. They'll kick it into the wind on fourth down and four at the 44. Miller is the punter, and there come the penalty flags. I think they almost took it on purpose. You saw the punter wasn't really even asking for the ball necessarily. They did have a they did have a player that ran on late. It seemed to me like they were a little bit indecisive, or maybe they, they didn't know for sure. I saw a number 900 Ocheck run in late, and that kind of caused them to delay a little bit. But as you mentioned, shouldn't be too big a deal now. Now they're just backed up five yards. They're still on the 49-yard line. Of course, we talked about Cannon Coster as the quarterback. He was also the team's punter, and then Braden Miller and two others punted when he got hurt. Here comes a rush up the middle and a high, high, high towering kick, and the fair catch called for at the 17-yard line and made. So that's going to be a pretty nice punt on the play, 34 yards and no return. And so Carney unable to do anything with the interception, and Norfolk will have it for the second time at their own 17, trailing the Bearcats 7-0. Let's take a look at some of the other scores going on around the state of Nebraska, and as we said, most of them uh, in Class C. Wayne already beat Shadron today, 30-28. Wahoo is on the board against the Stars, 7-0. And on first down and 10, out of that pistol, three wide, twins to the right. Back to pass, quick little out, complete on the sidelines to Zach James. James is going to scoot up the sidelines. They're actually right now, Larry, seems like Carney's giving him a pretty good cushion. He's going to pick up eight on the play to the 25. Yeah, I think what Carney's thinking is just make him go down the field and do it. I like that formation, that tray formation where it's trips with the, the, the closed tight end to the trip side, and they just threw now screen to the solo. So it'll be second down and two. They'll hand it to Bruzik. Bruzik finds a little hole and should have enough for the first down between the 26 and the 27. Let's find out. Looks like maybe they're going to say his knee is just a little bit short. So a gain of one for Bruzik. Two carries, two yards. He had a nice catch earlier in this football game. Yeah, Harrington and Atchison there on the tackle for the Bearcats. Third and short here. Less than a yard for Norfolk, and they stay out of that shotgun. Send in motion, Henry from right to left, giving you twins, and then the offensive line jumps third and inches. And again, this is kind of you were talking earlier about the old school and the new school. Old school, you get your butt up under center, you take the snap, and you get the half yard when you're the 16 seed. And now it's going to be third and five and a half instead of third and a half yard. Yeah, and I think what they were looking to do there was show jet motion and then get it in the A-gap, their form of a quarterback sneak. And the left guard went too soon. So now third down and five and a half. Carney's going to come up and pressure the wide receivers. They're going to fake the handoff, throw to the tight end. It is complete enough for the first down by a yard out to the 28-yard line. Good catch and stuck immediately. Handling the football was Cooper Kasky. 
And in there on the stick, Will Jorgensen, who's been maybe the top defensive player, not on the line all year for Carney. That's really tough. That's where I said that tray formation is really hard to defend. That was the close tight end, and he just runs the little five-yard stick route, a little kind of seven to five. Three for four for Hart. Looking to throw out of the backfield for Bruzic. Gets it outside. Novacek chases him down, though, and actually is going to get him behind the line of scrimmage at the 27. They're going to lose a yard on the completion. Doug, Hunter Novacek does a great job there. The tackle, they ran uh, flat, um, a bubble, and the tackle tries to reach him hard, and Novacek gets straight across his face and just went right to the flat himself. Norfolk wants to go quick. Second down and 12. They'll mark it back at the 26-yard line. Fake the handoff, throw over the middle. It might be picked in. It was incomplete, way behind the intended receiver, Cooper Kasky, who made the first down catch just a moment ago, Monty. There you see a little bit of the uh, the, the plan that they had. It looks like they they were running a straight down, a little bit of that tight end pop pass for the first down the last time. Uh, he needed Carney, to just sit with it. Yep, Carney brought the linebackers the last time. That time they sat back, got in their drop zones, and there was not an open spot. Well, right. I, I think Brandon Hart knows that he's going to get pressured all night long as he empties the backfield here on third and 12, four wideouts. Has time, now has to be flushed, rolling to his right. He's going to try and throw it away. That's going to be grounding. Maybe. Let's see if they're going to throw the flag or not. Trying to sprint back and get into the play was Connor Clayton. Also over there was Austin Bruzik, but... Just a good job, and uh, they did not throw the flag. Good job of getting rid of it for Brandon Hart. Tyler Atchison with good pressure on that left-hand side. They ran a little stunt over on the right-hand side with their lineman expecting a pass. He had just a little time initially, but uh, Tyler flushed him and uh, put on good pressure. Jaden Green back to kick it away. He bobbles it, gets it away. It's going to be a short kick headed toward the Norfolk sideline. It's going to bounce out of bounds just into Bearcat territory at the 48-yard line. So only a 26-yard punt with the wind at their back, and Carney High will take over for the third time, 4.14 to go in the first quarter. It's Bearcats 7 and Norfolk nothing. You're listening to the state football playoffs, not only here on Classic Hits, but PlatteRiverPreps.com. Internet streaming available on PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. Bearcats going to spread it out now. And run option to the wide side. They'll just pitch it out here, trying to use Mazner's speed. Cuts it up on the numbers at the 50, the 45. Breaks a tackle inside the 40, and he'll be drugged down at the 38-yard line by Garrett Henry. But another nice run by the Bearcats, a 13-yarder. On that formation, they went wide and tried a little crackback block with Thad Huber, number 14. He didn't get a great shot on him, but just enough enough to uh, get that running back to the outside. The quarterback on that option had no intention of, uh, he took three steps and then pitched it right away. More of an outside pitch play than an option. Bearcats trying to get this two-score lead here in the first quarter. Put it away early. And they will hand it off to Jorgensen. It has the fullback just to keep him honest, and he comes crashing through the line. They say there's a fumble. Norfolk, everybody from Norfolk's pointing, but we have no indication from the official. That's one of those, Larry, it looked like the official didn't even know the ball came loose. Right, and Norfolk came up with it, and they're going to say white ball, Doug. So, Carney, I'm not going to say tried to get cute, but how many times has Will Jorgensen carried the football this year? Fumble, and each team has turned it over once. Well, and that's one of those deals I will say, when you're in a game like this where you do feel very comfortable, you know that you've got them outmatched, Will Jorgensen might have to have some carries in the coming week. So this is the type of situation where you want to give him some. So two yards and a fumble lost. And the ball will be marked at the Norfolk 32-yard line. 
Seven to nothing, empty backfield pressure from the backside. Quarterback gets hit, long pass down the left sideline, in and out of the hands of the intended receiver on the fly route down there, Zach James, and coming with the backside pressure, Isaiah Stalberg. Doug, Car- Carney's going to have to make an adjustment here. I'm watching this close tight end in this tray formation. They're not covering him. Every time they've run him to that stick so far, he has been wide open. The one time that they missed him, when they threw it to him, he just didn't sit down in it. Carney's going to have to adjust to this. Second down and 10. Again, moving out of the backfield is the running back, Bruzik. They'll throw to the right side, picked off, and Carney's got a chance to return it. 30, 20, beat the quarterback. Touchdown, Bearcats, Josh Ray. And it's exactly what they did. The Mike Backer, they threw the stick route that I was just talking about, Doug. And that time on the snap, the Mike Backer bailed directly to the stick hole and picked six. That was a great job because they had not covered that so far on any snap of this game. And holy moly, the time that they do, away it goes. Josh Josh Ray on the play, and I think probably the coaches saw the same thing we saw from up here. That's about the third or fourth time they've run that pattern. Uh, they told him to watch for that and uh, pick six. Now the extra point for Gabe Hines is up, and it's near that right upright, and it is good. So with 3.29 to go in the first quarter, our second Bearcat, five points bank touchdown. Five points bank, the better bank. And Carney will mark that down as a 37-yard interception return for Josh Ray. Carney 14, Norfolk nothing. Buzz's Marine of Kearney wants your boat, and they're going to make it more than worth your while. Right now, if you trade in your used boat for a brand new boat, your winterization is on Buzz's Marine. Plus, if your trade-in boat is a 2010 or newer, you get $1,000 extra added value on your trade-in. This incredible trade-in offer expires October 31st. See store for full details at Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central Kearney. Or shop new boats online at buzzesmarine.com trade. That's buzzesmarine.com trade. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. Back to the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. Hines will soccer boot that one all the way down to the seven-yard line where Norfolk picks it up 10-15, working his way strong to the 20-25. It'll be brought down at the 29-yard line by a pair of Bearcats. In on the tackle for Carney High is Trey Rodriguez along with Thad Huber. And now Norfolk, what do you do, uh, Larry? You've thrown the football, and you've thrown two interceptions here in the first quarter. Well, it's just that's it. And, I mean, they've kind of thrown at them what they want to throw at them. What I will say about the interception is you think it's coaches yelling at them, and I know that's what we do. My coaches coach their butt off. Aaron Brand, Roger Wooden, they're just coaching those guys to death. Sometimes it's the kid. He's savvy enough to see it. It is first down and 10. Hart only had 11 interceptions on the year. Now rolling, rolling. Here's a penalty flag. The pass is tipped, and it comes underneath. Pressure, pressure, pressure from the backside as Hart tried to roll to his left. Rod, or excuse me, Doug, that was completely blown up. They tried to run fire screen. They ran the number one receiver straight back into the tackle, and Carney had blown the thing up. When you're running screen and the pressure actually gets there, it's a uh-oh moment. Grant Kowalski from the uh, left-hand side there, and it looks to me like uh, there's a penalty as well. Yeah, holding on uh, Norfolk, they'll back him up 10 yards. Doug Dudelary, Baker, Monty Krasenstein, Monty how many times has Carney actually had the 
physical advantage on the line over the last few seasons, and they definitely have that here tonight. Oh, they're 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 strong. Uh, they're physical up front. They're very aggressive, and you can see this Bearcat defense how they well they run. You can see them on their pass pressures and on their and on their pass coverage. First and twenty, they'll run option. Pitch it to Bruzic on the number on the left side. It started at the fifteen. He's going to get up to the twenty yard line. A gain of five. Matt Studi there, you can't believe how good he did. He, he's a safety there. They run speed option, and he ran the alley the way you're supposed to run it. Comes screaming off the roof. The minute he reads option, he was down in the alley, had tremendous leverage. That's a great job there. There was nothing, absolutely nothing to hold him in his spot. He, he made that read right away. It was all run block, and, and he could play King Kong right in the alley just like that. On second down and 18, rolling. Rolling, looking to his right, pressure from the backside, didn't see it, and there is the sack by Grant Kowalski at the 11-yard line. A loss of eight yards on the play. Kowalski running down Brandon Hart. Yeah, Doug, and again, the best thing is, is when you get pressure, and then as the sack happens, you always look down the field, and everybody's covered. I mean, that, that has a lot to to say about what this defense is doing right now. There's been about five different players from Carney that's got pressure on this quarterback so far. It isn't like one guy, it isn't, isn't two guys. A lot of different, you know, they're blitzing a little bit, but there's a lot of individual guys beating their blockers. Let's see what Coach Olsen wants to do. It's third and pack a lunch, third and 27 back at their 11. They will throw the ball, a little screen over the middle, and it's picked off again by the Bearcats, and we've got another touchdown defensively for Carney High, Thad Huber. And a 16-yard pick six. And that's great. You teach your kids all week when you read, you know, you see the screen on the film, you always tell your kids every screen pass should go back for a touchdown because it's the easiest thing in the world to read in the sense that if it's too easy, it's too easy. On how many plays in the game have they just let you go? And there you, you saw the Bearcats did not get across the line of scrimmage. That's a great job. Now Hines on for the extra point kick, and Carney a little reminiscent of what we saw with Benson last week as Hines will pound it up and pound it through. So back-to-back pick sixes by Josh Ray and Thad Huber. Three interceptions in the first quarter for quarterback <laughs> Brandon Hart. He'd only thrown 11 in the first nine games. It's Carney 21, Norfolk nothing. Our five points bank touchdown with 1.54 to go in the first. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein, 21 to nothing. Carney and Monty, uh, this is going to make Carney very comfortable here. They're not going to have to do a whole lot when they do get the ball offensively. No, and, and they can they can play about how they want to play. Their defense right now, as it has been all season, has, has been making plays. You see the speed at this point. It's linebackers making plays. It's defensive ends making plays. It's linemen, and, and they've got Norfolk's number, and I don't think they have an answer offensively for them. And Hines is actually going to kick this one into the end zone as the wind well, let's just say this. This is the best the wind has been in 48 hours. Yeah, no kidding. It is, it is uh, dying down here at around 10 mile an hour. It goes through the end zone, and Norfolk will start at the 20. And, Larry, we know that Norfolk can't run the ball, so what do you do if you're over there, Tom Olson and his staff? You've just thrown three interceptions in the first quarter. Well, on that last drive, they ran three screen passes, and that tells you they can't get the ball worked down the field and they can't run it. I think you continue to do those things. 
And they'll throw the football again. Plenty of time in the pocket, but nowhere to throw it. And as Harrington wraps him up, the pass is out here complete for a short gain into the hands of Brandon Fink, Braden Fink, excuse me, at the 27-yard line. Nice job of just hanging in there by Brandon Hart. You know, Brandon's had a pretty tough quarter with three interceptions. That was a nice play. Lee Harrington had pushed his man right into his face, and he took a little sidestep move forward and found his receiver for a six-yard gain. Somebody you don't want to get blindsided by, Lee Harrington. Second down and four, looking to throw. Looking, looking, scrambling, and trouble sacked. Novacek gets him at the 21-yard line, and they lost just about every yard they made on the pass play. It's going to be a loss of five, the second sack. Here are the ball game for the Bearcats. All coverage, because really there wasn't there wasn't a devastating push. It was all coverage, and he had to work his way out. Uh, does Garrett Henry out of the backfield, and no chance. Surprised they didn't do a little more there with Zach James. They kind of keep trying. He was the one they took the shot down the field with earlier, and he looked like he was open, but he wasn't number one receiver in the route. And now Norfolk is going to use our first time out of the ball game. Brought to you by. ENT Physicians of Kearney, serving you since 1994. 103 to go here in quarter number one. We're going to go ahead and just keep it here uh, with Kearney already up by a score of 21 to nothing. Wahoo has scored again on the Bearcat on the uh, Kearney Catholic Stars, and they lead that football game now by a score of 14 to nothing on ESPN. 1460 and 1660. As expected, Aquinas coming out to uh, take Gothenburg on, and they are thumping the Swedes. Sorry, Monty. 42 to nothing Aquinas in the third quarter. Wayne already beat Shadra today, 30 to 28. Uh, we said Wahoo's up 14 nothing in the second. Boys Town 17 to nothing over Lincoln Christian, still in the first. Boone Central Newman Grove leads Auburn 13 to three in the second. West Point Beamer over Lakeview, 14 to nothing in the second. And Pierce has upset Fairbury. As we come back on third down, little sideline pass complete into the hands of Garrett Henry, but I don't think Henry is going to get enough to take the first down. Henry came down, turned around, saw the stick, and tried to reach for it, but he's going to be short. Yeah, about four yards. And I did just get a text from Coach McLaughlin from Gibbon. He drove to Oakland tonight, UTAN winning 12-0 over Oakland Craig. So UTAN's just going to get in again, Doug, and maybe here we go. They were in the semis last year. As the 16th seed, they've started the last two years 0-3. That's going to be a gain of eight. It'll be fourth down and one. And because they ran into the marker over there, they're trying to get the chains untangled. But how about Pierce upsetting Fairbury? What a gut punch uh, when you go through the season undefeated. You're the two seed, and Pierce upsets Fairbury tonight, 36-32. Fourth and one, the punt is away. It's a very high, short punt, fair catch called for, and it'll be taken by Studi at the 40-yard line. That's going to be a gain, a a punt of 31 yards, and the Bearcats now finally get their offense back out there. They've scored their last two touchdowns on defensive interceptions. You see one of the problems with having an offense that throws the ball about every time. Uh, It doesn't run off a whole lot of of clock. they're also running tempo, so they're, they aren't even going in a huddle. So, unfortunately, it's not a great offense for uh, trying to uh, conserve the clock and uh, make things a little bit easier on themselves. Now, when you struggle out of that offense, you end up with, like, 45-second drives sometimes. Absolutely. Seen that with the Lopers a few times. Uh, anybody that runs that spread out of the eye, they'll give it to Studi, and he is not going to get much, maybe a yard from the 40 to the 41-yard lines. Fifth carry for Studi, 21 yards. Here's maybe a little surprise in C2. Lincoln Lutheran 35, North Platte St. Pat's nothing in the fourth quarter, and the number two seed Centennial leading Logan View 14 to seven in the second quarter. 
seems like the Norfolk front front line last couple drives has uh, stiffened up just a little bit. Second out of nine. Different look here for the Bearcats. Out of the shotgun, they'll swing it out to Stalbert. His first touch makes the catch, and a good job of wrapping him up here one-on-one by Connor Clayton. Stalbert, to me, has been the most impressive player that you didn't talk about last year that you talked about this year. Stalbert offensively and defensively twice this year. He's done a great job offensively, but he's got a pick. He's got a fumble recovery, and he's got an offensive touchdown, and that'll be the final play of the quarter. It is just a little five-yard completion, and we are at the end of one of the Class A state football playoffs here at Foster Field. It's the Carney Bearcats, 21. The Norfolk Panthers, nothing. We're back in a minute. Genetics first, trade second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. We're ready to start the second quarter, and Carney High on third down. Miller overshoots his intended target, Stalbert, by quite a bit for his first incomplete pass of the ball game, and Carney High is going to have to put the football away, it looks like. Their offense has moved the ball a couple of times, but this is going to be their second punt. I mean, they're not rolling over Norfolk right now. Again, two of the touchdowns on pick sixes. Yeah, no, they've had uh, – this will be their second punt, and they've turned the ball over, uh, Doug. It's staying very vanilla, but... State football playoff coverage brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Miller stands at his 30, awaiting the punt snap. It's low, it bounces to him. It takes a good bounce. He picks it up and gets it out of there, and it's going to be a low-line drive kick that bounces, bounces, and it's going to be fielded at the 18-yard line by Strong, and then he is swarmed under. So a 36-yard punt after a rough snap to him. And it'll be first down and 10, no return this time for Norfolk. But, again, Norfolk, what have they done offensively? They've completed a couple of passes out there, but way too many interceptions. They have negative six yards rushing in the first quarter. Well, they, they can't run it, and they're having trouble protecting, so that's kind of a bad combination right now. they got to look for something something different to cause them to enable them to move the ball. They will start at their own 17-yard line. Austin Bruzik, the lone setback. Out of the shotgun, they get rid of him out of the backfield. They're going to run a little option. They'll pitch it to Bruzik. Bruzik trying to get back to the line of scrimmage. Novacek is there to help wrap him up. And I'm not even sure that he got back to the line. It's going to be a loss of one, second down and 11. Yeah, Isaiah Stahlberg came up there for Carney and just made a great play, forced it back inside where the Bearcats were rallying. Doug, you mentioned Isaiah earlier. I think he's been the most improved, probably maybe the most valuable player of this Bearcat team all year long. That kid can play football, very physical. He's going to play at the next level. 21-0 Bearcats, second down and 10 out of the pistol. They will run option, and quarterback's going to keep it up the middle of the field. Looking for yards. Hart will get across the 15 up to the 20, 
He'll pick up just three yards on the play out of that shotgun. He had to go five yards before he could get to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, tried ran a little zone read there, ran that ran that kind of that motion sweep action, and then uh, kept the ball right up the middle, but uh, just not quick enough to uh, get by that that uh, defensive front. There was an amazing hole there. Nathan Murray from safety came up and made a great play. There was a big hole. Third down and seven. Bearcats want a blitz on the pass play. Rolling, rolling, rolling to his right. Has time. Now decides he's got to get out of there, and he is going to be brought down for a sack. It is Tyler Atchison that was able to get back there and make him slip and fall backwards. And another punt coming up for Norfolk. Uh, and it looked to me like that passing tree was uh, the branches were a little close in the passing tree together. Had two receivers that kind of ran into each other a little bit. Nobody opened. They didn't really move once the scramble started. Atchison took advantage of it for a sack. They'll lose six on the play. Ready to punt the football away. Carney's going to bring some pressure and almost getting to it was Stallbird. And they'll field the ball at the 44. Studi trying to make something happen. There wasn't a lot of room there. He gets it up to the 40-yard line with Walker and Zach Hintz in on the tackle. Stallbird almost got it. Yeah, and that was a little iffy return there. He decided to take off. Sometimes those are the ones that get broken because they're expecting you to fair catch it. But Just a 25-yard punt that time and a four-yard return for Carney High, who will start. At the Norfolk 40, up 21 to nothing, exactly 10 minutes to go second quarter. This is where you'd like to see your offense. You have the short field here. You need to stick one in here. Go out, be efficient. It'll be Maisner in the backfield. They will swing the end from left to right again, and they'll run option to that right side, and deciding to keep it is Braden Miller. He'll get inside the 35 and wrapped up there at the 33-yard line. Good job by the Norfolk defensive end, Ryan Schomer, to bring him down, but Good read that time by the quarterback, Braden Miller. He's going to pick up seven. It's exactly what I said earlier. The adjustment they've made to the speed option is they're now spitting that uh, linebacker deep outside. He jumped outside, and you saw that option play went straight back into the C-gap. If they spill him, it'll get into the C-back if the, or into the C-gap. If they don't, they're able to get to the edge like they were doing earlier. And Shomer's coming out of the ball game. He got a little shaken up. And they're going to bring him right over the training table. So maybe the defense, best defensive player for Norfolk is now out. Second and three at the 33. In motion is Schuber from right to left. They'll run option, pitch it to Mazner around the corner. 30 gets hit, and we've got a flag as he comes up the corner, thrown by the referee, and that's always holding on the edge or a legal block in the back. So this will come back. Okay. Tried, they tried to run a little option there, and they tried to crack with, with number 14, Thad Huber. He came in there, and, and I couldn't tell if it was in the back or if he kind of spun him he around a little bit. He was just late, he got, and that's what happens. You always teach your kids to come to that inside foot because otherwise you'll be late, and he got late, and he just stuck his arm out. So hold on, Carney. Their second penalty of the ball game for 15, also two penalties for 15 yards on Norfolk. And the Bearcats will have to start this second down snap back at their 43-yard line. You know, this Bearcat offense after that first drive where they were so efficient, so powerful, and, and so smooth, really has struggled up uh, in the last few drives. And I know Brandon probably is not real happy with that. We have a second down long, long uh, situation here. Keeping it on the ground, making sure that they can get to the air when they want. Now they're trying to set up a screen, and Miller's going to have to dump this. They sent everybody up the middle, and Miller couldn't find his wide receiver that he wanted to dump it to. It looked like Mazner was in the area, but... Incomplete, third down and 13. Miller now 2 of 4 for 17 That was a great job by Miller. The screen wasn't there, but the receiver's in the area. He just threw it to the hole. There's a kid that's been coached up here. 
That line, the linebacker from Norfolk recognized that right away and, and, and almost tackled Maisner when he was coming out of the line there, kind of spun him around, and uh, they had no receiver. And, again, good job, as you said, Larry. Throw that ball. On third down, they'll roll him out. Rolling, rolling, and it's down the sideline, complete at the 30-yard line. Beautiful catch made out there by Obermiller, and he is going to be right at the first down marker and maybe a little more than I thought, down to the 26. That's a 17-yard completion. Yeah, that's a great job there by Miller on the junior. You can tell he's been coached right as he rolled out on the boot, pushed the ball to his other ear, big front stiff leg as he threw it on the run. All very technical stuff. That's good. First first down of the second quarter for either team out of the eye formation. Give it to the eye back Mazer right up the middle. Has a hole inside the 25. He'll be stacked up at the 24. Following the blocking back, Will Jorgensen, a gain of four. Following. It was like a road grader. Did you see that? Will Jorgensen knocking people's teeth out there. I've said all year long that Will Jorgensen is another one of those kids. Just played reserve ball. He played JV ball last year. He's getting his shot in both ways. And he is a, such a valuable player as a blocking back, as a fullback, and also as a, as a linebacker this Bearcat team. 21 nothing. Carney on top. They face a second down here in six. This time Studi off left side, and good job of closing the hole here. He'll get to the, about the 19-yard line, and he's getting good yardage, but not breaking big ones because uh, Norfolk doing a good job down there on the uh, defensive line. Well, there, that was just ISO again, and Blake Forsythe for Norfolk, he's the Mike backer. He does the right thing. He doesn't play hero ball. He comes in and takes the massive block on and gets his head slapped around, but that allows the other backer to come in and fill. Third Shorm- down. Shormer back in. Third down and one, just a little keeper off the right side here, and they'll have enough for the first down. Carney didn't do anything. They just gave it to Jorgensen, who fumbled it the first time he touched it. He'll get to the 18. It's a gain of two, and that's enough to move the sticks. And he said, you might tackle or you might get me down, or they might blow me dead, but I'm not going down. He never did go down there. 18-yard line. A little update for you. Arcadia Loop City has scored again. They're now up on Hershey 14 to nothing in the second quarter of play. That means there was a missed two-point conversion because they ain't kicking extra points. No, they had eight, and they went to 14. First down and 10, Bearcats already up 21 to nothing. 7.40 to go in the half. They've got four wideouts, but it's going to be a pitch play out here to Studi. He'll cut it up on the numbers 15 to the 10, stiff arm 5, and Matt Studi is into the end zone for a Carney Bearcat touchdown, 18-yard run. We talked about that crackback block on the option previously. That time Thad Huber did get his head hit on the inside and just absolutely blew up that defensive end, paved the way for a touchdown. Yeah, he inviscerated him there, and it knocked out another guy. Well, we talked about uh, how Norfolk likes to blitz. They brought everybody. They were almost there to tip the pitch to Studi, and then they just ran right by. Yeah, they're just getting – you get that edge set with that crack, and look out. So the extra point for Hines is on the way, and it is good. 7.28 to go in the first half. Carney High is rolling our five points bank touchdown. An 18-yard run from Matt Studi. Carney 28, Norfolk nothing. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. 
Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. Well, it's turned into a pretty pleasant night, especially if you're a Carney Bearcat fan. They're just cruising along right now. 28 to nothing. They use the short field after the short punt, and it is a 40-yard drive capped by Studi's 18-yard run. Gabe Hines will pound this one down, but returnable, taken at the two-yard line, up to the 10, 15, room up the middle of the field, 15-20, and tripped up at about the 24-yard line by Strong, who's been the deep man. They took him out last time, but put him right back in there, and Norfolk Finding, trying to find a way to get some offense going. Yeah, it's been a struggle for him. And again, if you if you're not physical enough to run the ball inside, and you can't get around the outside containment, that speed of the Hunter Novacek's and the Tyler Atchison's of the world, uh, it's been a long night so far. Well, it just makes it you know throwing the ball that much tougher. Look at they're playing press on the on the close side and bail on the on the strong side staying out of the pistol wanting to throw out here a little crossing route underneath and it is called complete into the hands of cooper caskey out to the 27 yard line a gain of four you can see the concepts from up here are, are pretty sound the concepts are but remember in high school football you have to have protection you have to have a good route and you have to have a good throw so uh that that makes it a t- tough situation but uh that was a pretty good play uh the four yard gains all Second out and six, getting what they can, four wide outs. Just wanting to throw, same play, complete to Kasky. He gets across the 30, then steps out of bounds. I believe short of the first down, it'll be third down and short. Now here's the deal with that. That's simple mesh concept. You've got two, three slant by number one, speed out uh, by number two, simple mesh concept. If you could protect the passer here, that sets up wheel. What you do is number two runs his speed out, and then he wheels off the two-three slant, and it would be open, but you got to be able to protect the guy. First down and ten, just the third first down of the game. They're going to hand it off straight up the middle to Bruzik, see if he can get a couple. He'll get across the 35 to the 36. It is a gain of three. Brings up second down and seven. After those back-to-back plays, Brandon Cool was in the ear of the official up there. I don't know if it was about the spot, because it looked like they spotted it and then walked three yards forward, or if he thought there had been some offensive pass interference. I, I think he thought that outside receiver was blocking before that ball was uh, was even thrown. Here comes Carney with a blitz up the middle. They want to throw it down the sideline, and it bounced right into the turf that time, trying to get it into the hands again of Cooper Kasky. Well, I'm not sure which side of the ball the two of you uh, are on, but for me, even as a head coach, I'm still the offensive coordinator, so we call those rub routes. Now my defensive guys call them pick routes. When I was coaching defensive backs, I called it cheating. <laughs> well, you know what? They weren't. You watch it on TV, they're a lot tighter than what Norfolk was running here. Yes. And now on third down, they want to roll to the right, looking to throw, looking to throw. Now running into the Carney defender as he tried to go backwards. And is that Novacek again in there to get the quarterback, Brandon Hart? All I can tell you is that was one that you cringed. When the quarterback turned back inside, you saw Novacek coming and they were maybe going to have to come pick up pieces. He got lucky how that worked out. You know, Hunter Novacek's playing that same position that Noah Urbanik played last year for the past three years, and he's done it 
as well as as Noah has. He is he just has some strength and he has some real speed in that position. Jaden Green to punt. There's pressure up the middle again. They just didn't quite get to it, and a fair catch called for, and the ball pops in the air and then gets drilled, and we are going to get a flag. Zach Hintz hit him, but I'm telling you what, guys, Studi, when he fielded the ball, didn't field it cleanly, and it popped in the air. I'm surprised that there's a flag on this. I actually think the way it worked out, I don't think the Norfolk kid. Call, okay, they're going to call fair catch, or they're going to call fair catch interference instead of a late hit. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. And and here's I think his head was down. He was being blocked by the Carney Bearcat uh, there, and it happened bang bang. As soon as he came off the block, he saw the ball come, and he uh, stuck him. I don't think there was anything malicious there. You see the reason why Studi's back there, though. He has no fear when it comes to catching the football. It's been about two or three times where he's had guys right around him. He's going to catch the football. Uh, sometimes he makes that first guy miss. As Larry, you said, a lot of times that's where big plays happen. We make that first guy miss, and they expect you to call that fair catch. Studi had no intention of that. And that is a 15-yard penalty. Short field again. So Carney will have it at their own 49-yard line, first and 10. They want to go quickly before Norfolk gets sets. Mazener starts left and cuts it back to the right, picks up about three into Norfolk territory at the 48. Yeah, I like that play. That's all counter. He starts it to the left, sticks his foot in the ground, and he's got the trapper coming from the backside. The backside guard was trapping there, so that's kind of a one-back counter there. I like that play. We used to call that counter curl. And uh, instead of bringing the, 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 the guard and the tackle there, you just kind of plant, as you said, plant that curl that back toward the offside, right side of the center. Stalbert out to the left. You've got out to the right side, Brett Obermiller. Slot uh, Murray back to pass. Looking, going to go for it all down the left sideline and overshoot Stalbert at the 20-yard line. Miller let it fly, covered by Connor Clayton. And they could run that all night long if they wanted to. But it falls incomplete. Well, that's one of the tough things for a defense there. You know they've been running it on you, and you feel good. Okay, let's get up there and stop the run. And even though that's not completed as a defensive coach or even a player, they still scared you because they got behind you. Now you know that they can get behind you too. And as a quarterback, that's a tough throw sometimes. You get so anxious. He just didn't put quite enough air underneath it. He had him one-on-one, and then he had had a step or two. He just didn't put quite enough air underneath it. So that will bring up third down and seven. Bearcats at the 48-yard line. Deep, deep rollout. Throwing to the right sideline and sliding and making the catch for the Bearcats is going to be Obermiller inside the 40 at the 37-yard line. Nice pass play, 11 yards. Boy, Braden really does a nice job. That's the second time, and Larry, you mentioned it before, is his technique getting that ball up by his ear. But he really comes forward on that rollout, almost sprinting as, as fast as he can those last three yards and for the second time put that ball right on the money on the sideline. He's really looked best doing that. That's his That's his best throw, absolutely. Jorgensen in as a fullback. They'll fake the handoff to Mazer and roll to the left. They'll throw out of the backfield to Jorgensen, complete up the sideline, 30, 25, 20. How long does he stay in bounds? Close to the 15-yard line, but it looks like they're going to mark him back way back here at the 22. There's a flag back there, Doug. They're marking him up top, but there's a flag back at the 22. That might be a face mask. I didn't think there was anybody over there to block. I think there was a block in the back over there. That receiver kind of peeled back and and, and went after that uh, defensive back that was chasing him and got him in the back. Well, this will be one of those interesting ones because they got the first down. The flag's all the way down at the 22. And so the line of scrimmage was the 37. So they're actually going to get five yards. It's going to be first and five. 
once again, we saw Braden on the rollout and how, how good he is at getting his shoulders squared up to the line of scrimmage when he throws that ball. You're right, Larry. He is That's that's where he is at his best. You know, Cannon runs a nice little bootleg, puts a lot of touch on it, a little bit better in the drop back. But Braden it does a nice job of rolling out and moving forward on those throws. Over on ESPN 1460, it remains Wahoo 14, Kearney Catholic nothing in the second. Here it's 28 nothing, Kearney, 420 to go in the second. Send Ray in motion and drop straight back to pass. Miller looking. He wants to throw deep down the middle of the field into double coverage. And Stalberd way behind him. I don't know if he was just trying to dump it with the pressure coming up the middle of the field there being applied by Blake Forsyth or if that was just miscommunication. But it falls to the floor, falls to the turf, second and five. Well, yeah, he was feeling as much heat as those jet heaters are putting out down there tonight. I mean, that was for real. But back to the rollout, what you're saying is – is he is very good there, and I think the key is is he attacks the throw. Many kids, as they come out, you teach them to have a big, stiff leg. Your front leg should be stiff. Everything should come off of your back leg, and most kids are lazy with that, and that's why they don't get the touch on the ball, and he's done a nice job with that. Second down and five. This time they'll run it right up the gut with Mazner, finds a little seam and gets inside the 30 down to the 26-yard line, a gain of six for Mazner, and that'll be enough. For a Carney High first down, let's take a look at the scoreboard brought to you by the Simonson Agency in Carney, your farmer's insurance agent covering you for farm, home, life, and auto insurance. Uh, we just told you 14 to nothing. Wahoo leading Carney Catholic. Valentine has turned it around in the second half. They lead Sutton 19 to eight in the fourth quarter. Arcadia Loop City leading Hershey 14 to nothing in the second. Lincoln Lutheran beat North Platte St. Pat's 35 to nothing. Battle Creek and Wilbur Claytonia scoreless in the third. And Carney High throws a quick little hitch pattern out here to the 20-yard line, and making it down to the 19 is Josh Ray. Again, a six, second down and four. Yeah, and you're starting to see, I think, Norfolk wear out a little bit. Their rally has come down a little, and the last time they ran an ISO, uh, the fullback had nobody to block. Yeah, those line those linebackers aren't feeling near as hard as they did early in the game. We've got a lot of hands on the hips, heads down a little bit. And this is exactly what you want the, from an offensive standpoint. The last two drives kind of jamming Matt a little bit, being the more physical. Jorgensen is the fullback. They will send Stalbert in motion, giving them twins to the left side. They'll pitch it out there. Maisner, good job by Norfolk to pursue, and they're actually going to get a negative play here as Maisner is brought down two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Josh Woolman does a great job there. The kickout block was there, but Woolman had really rallied hard. You know, we thought we had a quick game last night. Aquinas has just defeated Gothenburg 42-6 to in a game that took less than an hour and 50 minutes. You, you figure that one up, boys. Well, both of you them. You know run. Aquinas is going to run it. Yeah, and, and Gothenburg still runs that stuff. Probably yeah. had a little bit of running clock there at the end because it ended up as a 36-point game. 28 nothing. Carney trying to get it to 35 nothing here. Ball at the 21. Rolling to the right. Throwing it up top to Stallbird. It's in and out of his hands for a would have been about a three-yard completion, but it is incomplete. And now Carney probably trots out the field goal unit, fourth and five at the 20. Yeah, he's got good range. And again, this is a spot where you're talking in the playoffs. Give him the opportunity here. Gabe Hines will come out to try a 37-yard field goal. Looks like they'll put the ball on the left hash with 2.28 to go before halftime. Coming up, we've got the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. We'll be bringing you all the scores from around the state, first-half stats, and a preview of uh, round two in Class D. Miller, the holder, gets it down. The kick by Hines is on the way, and the kick by Hines is good. 
So a 37-yard field goal by Gabe Hines with 2.23 to go in the first half of play. It's Carney 31, Norfolk nothing on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Farmers and ranchers are gearing up to get their crops out of the field, and sometimes they have to take the main roads to get there. You've probably gotten stuck behind one of those slow-moving orange triangles a time or two. Well, this fall, the Buffalo County Farm Bureau would like to remind everyone to slow down, be careful, and drive safely. These men and women are planting food for our tables. So next time you get stuck behind a farmer on the way to the field, just give him or her a wave. It's just food in progress. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. With our producer engineer, Spencer Shields, back at the studio, Monty Kratzenstein, Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda from Foster Field. Again, a big thank you to Mitch Stein and all the folks at UNK for their hospitality as we've got a full house tonight, and the kickoff goes through the end zone. Now, by full house, there were a lot more people in the stands for the Creighton Prep game two weeks ago. It's a little cooler here tonight, and Norfolk will take it over at their own 20-yard line. And again, there's some wider bodies, too, with a few layer, extra layers on. If, if my stats are right, <laughs> negative rushing yards right now for the Norfolk Panthers because they've been sacked three times, and Austin Bruzik's only run it five times for 10 yards. Everything else has been through the air. And again, if you joined us late, Carney has two pick sixes in this football game. And it is first down and 10, Norfolk. And the quarterback, I don't know what that was. He faked he faked the dive and thought that maybe he was going to be sneaky and get to the outside, and Carney had two defenders out there. And Novacek makes another tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Thad Huber as well. Here's the problem right now. If you're Norfolk, you better be careful. You're going to give this ball back. It'll be interesting. Carney's got uh, two timeouts yet, I believe. They can get the ball back here if they, they really want to, and why not? Well, Carney has three, I guess. Yep. Got them all. 150 to go here in the first half. 31 nothing Bearcats. Out of that pistol formation, the quarterback, Brandon Hart, stands in the pocket, throws it out here on the sidelines, and it bounces in front of his intended receiver, Cooper Kasky, had a couple catches earlier. And this is the difference between the regular season and the postseason. Carney's over here thinking, I want the running clock. I want to win. I want as few snaps as possible. Mm-hmm. Fewer chances for injury. Let's get out of here and move on to the Class A quarterfinals. Norfolk's going to try and probably do anything they can just to hang around with this ball game because they've got nothing to lose now down 31 to nothing. The whole playbook will be open in the second half. Yeah, this thing can't get to 35 fast enough for cool. Third down and 16 at their own 14-yard line. Hart stands in the pocket, throws the fly pattern out on the left sideline into double coverage and almost pulling it in with one hand is Zach James. Good coverage downfield by Trey Rodriguez. And again, Rodriguez getting a lot of playing time because of the injury to Bean and to Skiles here the last couple of weeks, and he made a nice play there. Rodriguez done a nice job, and Sostad has done a nice job. Those are the two guys that, are, that you knew were going to get tested a little bit. They hadn't had a lot of playing time this year in crunch time, and uh, they've done a nice job. So now another punt. This will be the fifth of the first half for Norfolk, and Studi stands at the Norfolk 42. The boot, a line drive. Studi will take it at the 41. Fake left, comes straight up ahead, get what he can. Ankle tackled at the 38-yard line. 
there's a flag. I think it's going to be offsides, something like that. I mean, they threw it. It's at the 15-yard line, and it was right on the snap. Mm-hmm. It's only a 24-yard punt. The trainer's walking out from... Yeah, number one's limping off from Norfolk. Looks Zach like. James uh, looks like he might have got picked, and they're going to pick the flag up. So the putt from the... 14, taking it about the, well, the return takes it up to the 38. So the putt was from the 14 to the 42, still just a 28-yard punt. And that's about what the average has been so far in this game for the junior punter, Jaden Green. So how many seconds did uh, Norfolk take off in their their three plays by three incomplete passes? It was less than a minute. Yeah, 220. Carney scored with 223. The kick goes through the end zone, so 56 seconds even in Gothenburg. Uh, first down and 10 <laughs> at the 37-yard line. Miller out of the shotgun. Looks right. Throws underneath. It's complete to Stalbert. Makes a go. man miss. He's at the 25-20. 15-10. Stalbert into oh. the end zone. Touchdown, Carney High. 37 yards. He had man coverage over here. He played him tight. Stalbert just <laughs> caught it and blew right by him. Yeah, that's a now screen there. Does a great job. Gets the tight turn. That is such an important score, Doug. You talked about limiting snaps. You're never... I don't think Norfolk scores tonight uh, unless some crazy fluke deal. And what that does now is you start the second half with the clock running. That second half will evaporate immediately. It doesn't matter how many times Norfolk's throwing it. That clock's going to run. That's what you need if you're the Bearcats here. Get healthy. Hines' extra point kick is on the way, and it is good. A five-points bank touchdown, 37-yard pass from Braden Miller to Isaiah Stalbert. 117 to go. We're still in the first half. Carney, 38, and Norfolk nothing. We'll be back with the kickoff right after this. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney And welcome back to the Carney Tugging Repair broadcast booth here at beautiful Foster Field on the campus of the University of Nebraska. Carney bringing you the Class A state playoffs between Carney and Norfolk. And Carney Towing is on the road if you need them, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy duty towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. 38 nothing Bearcats, 117 to go. And they have been the benefactor of some uh, very gracious. Norfolk handing out two pick sixes and then there uh, an easy completion and busted coverage to take it down the field for a 37-yard touchdown. And Gabe Hines is just going to continue to boot it through the end zone. You do that, you're not going to have a whole lot of contact on special teams either. You did see a little bit of the athleticism of Isaiah Stallbird there. He caught the ball and made one move on a guy, and that was it. Might have started celebrating just a little bit early. Kind of had that ball out a little prime time. Deion Sanders at the 10-yard line, and uh, they might have to have a little speaks with him uh, about that when film time comes. Yeah. You know my position on that. <laughs> no, I don't. you, you got to have a little bit. I mean, he, he wasn't taunting. No, and they did, so they didn't flag him, but got to have a little joy in the game. Norfolk <laughs> would like to have a little joy here before halftime as they will turn and hand it straight off the middle, and Carney playing a little bit softer defense across the 25 to the 26 is Bruzik. That's one of his, if not his best run of the entire first half. Well, the Carney cheerleaders just found some joy. The entire group is huddled up behind one of those tube heaters down on the sideline. They're very excited. <laughs> 
A gain of seven on the run. Second down and three. Hand it to Bruzic again. That's exactly what Norfolk's doing, trying to get to halftime. And Bruzic's going to have a first down across the 31. And that'll be a gain of four. It's their fourth first down of the day. Two Car- in each quarter. And Carney's a little bit. They're, they're, they prevent package. They're, they're, they're way off. They're not, not looking for any big plays. They're probably going to give me rushing yards in this drive as they have had the whole previous game. Might not get out of the hole. It is first down and 10, 35 seconds. This will probably be the last play if they want it to be. And all of a sudden, it looks like Brandon Hart changing the play here. He's shouting out instructions with four wideouts. Hart takes the snap, just gives it to Bruzic again, comes up the middle of the football field, met by the middle linebacker, and brought down after a couple of yards. It'll be second down and eight. Yeah, Brandon Hart's done. He really has done a pretty nice job. He throws a really good ball, 1,600-yard passer on the year. He just had, that doesn't have receivers running and can't get anybody open. And that'll be the final play of the first half here at Foster Field. And Carney High has played as good as they can play for the most part. Uh, they have had a couple of offensive uh, drives stalled out here. They've punted it a couple of times, but Norfolk hasn't been to do, able to do anything offensively. Uh, that half in the opening round of the Class A state playoffs, it's the Carney Bearcats, 38, and the Norfolk Panthers, nothing. The Ravenna Sanitation halftime report is coming up. We'll have all the first half stats. We'll have the score updates from around the state of Nebraska. In fact, the Westside Pius game tied at last check. The winner of that game is going to get Carney one week from tonight. We'll look at what the second-round pairings in Class D are. Oscar Volleyball is playing tonight. And we also want to remind you, don't forget to follow us at PlatteRiverPreps.com, not only to listen to the live streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, but follow us on Facebook as well. Fair Photos fair from tonight's game will be up for you to take a look at, download, and use as you like from tonight's Carney High what appears to be no problem with Norfolk. Back to Foster Field right after this. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Doug Duda back with you here at UNK's Foster Field. We are at halftime with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business and residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. It is Carney High all over Norfolk, 38 to nothing. The winner of this game will play either Omaha West Side or Lincoln Pius X. And remember in Class A now, it does not matter. Carney will be at home until the state finals in Lincoln, and Omaha Westside and Lincoln Pius the 10th are tied 21-21, and they are not to halftime yet. Omaha Creighton Prep leads Grand Island 7-3. They are at the half. In the second quarter, the number 13 seed Lincoln Southwest leading Bellevue West 14-3. to 
Omaha North at the half, leading Fremont by a score of 26 to nothing. And Lincoln High and Millard South were scoreless in the second quarter. Omaha Burke 20, Millard North 14 in the second quarter. And at the half, Millard West 13, Papillion La Vista South nothing. In Class B, the number one seed, Gretna, leads Plattsmouth at the half, 31 to nothing. Grand Island Northwest leads Columbus in the second quarter, 24 to 7. But the one thing you want to say about that one is remember, Northwest had a big lead the first time they played Columbus, and Columbus had a couple of defensive scores and played outstanding and came back and won that. But right now, Northwest is ahead. McCook in the fourth quarter leads Waverly by a score of 34 to 7. Omaha Scott in the second quarter leads Aurora 10 to nothing. Omaha Ron Colley leads York 17 to 10 in the second quarter of play. And out in Scotts Bluff, there's not a lot of defense being played. They're in the second quarter. Scotts Bluff 28, Blair 21. Tough one for Blair. Two years in a row, they have to make the trip all the way out to Scotts Bluff. And how about this one? Elkhorn, of course, Cam Jurgens is out for Beatrice. Not one man should make a team, but Elkhorn leads Beatrice 14 to 7 at halftime, and Elkhorn South uh, a little upset about what happened with Gretna. They are taking it out on Gross. Sorry, Sean Callahan. Elkhorn South, 42. Gross, nothing in the fourth quarter. NC1. Well, how about this one? Norfolk Catholic, 14. Bishop Newman, 7 at the half in the 116 matchup. The winner of that will play Aquinas, and congratulations, you're going to David City. Aquinas, a 42-6 winner tonight over Gothenburg. This afternoon, Wayne went out to Shadron, jumped out to a 30-12 lead early in the third quarter, and Shadron came back to cut it to two, but Wayne held on to win it 30-28, and it looks like Cardi Catholic is not going to have the same magic at Wahoo this year as they had last year. Wahoo 21, Carney Catholic nothing there at the half on ESPN 1460. Boys Town at the half leads Lincoln Christian 17-7. Boone Central, Newman Grove, 33, Auburn, 3. They are at the half. Larry, uh, Auburn was pretty fired up going up there with an 8-1 and one record, and it's just not happening. Right, and, and, and again, you have to – Boone Central's got a bunch of good kids, and the thing about Boone Central, Newman Grove, is they're very, very well coached. Nobody will ever put a plan together uh, better than Mark Hudson. He leaves no stone unturned. And we take a look at what else is happening West Point Beamer, 28, Columbus Lakeview, 6 in the second quarter. And the winner of that will get the upset of the playoffs so far. Pierce knocks off undefeated Fairbury, 36-32. to 32, And Fairbury lost their stud running back early in this game. Yeah, real early. I got a text uh, from somebody that was there and said that he came out. Jacob Johnson came out of that game very early. So now we move on down to C2 at the half. Top seed Ponca leading Donovan Trumbull, 30 to nothing. The winner of that will get Battle Creek. Battle Creek in the second half was able to win it 20 to nothing over Wilbur Claytonia. That was scoreless in the third quarter. Battle Creek wins it. At the half, UTAN 19, Oakland Craig nothing. Still in the fourth quarter, it looks like Valentine's going to survive. They lead Sutton 19 to 8. Arcadia Loop City at the half leads Hershey 14 to nothing. The winner of that gets Lincoln Lutheran. So no matter what, you're going to go to Lincoln. Arcadia Loop City. Um, may have to go play Lincoln Lutheran, a 35-0 winner over North Platte St. Pat's. At the half, Hardington Cedar Catholic 20, Central City 7. And at the half, Centennial 21, Logan View 7. The quarterfinals of six-man going on today. The three-time defending champion Riverside, 79-0 over Hyannis. 50-6, Cody Kilgore over Walt Hill. And at the half, Harvard 30, 
Deschler, 18. And again here at the half, it's Kearney, 38, and Norfolk, nothing, as the Bearcats have used two pick sixes, and the final score was a 37-yard, one-play touchdown drive from Miller to Stalbert, and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Also, the Class D playoffs uh, continuing uh, into the second round. Uh, some interesting scores from last night. Larry, we had a chance to see uh, the defending champions from D1 go down. Burwell, what a heck of a three-year run they had. State runner-up, state champions, and then uh, Elm Creek gets them last night, 14-12. to 12. Yeah, and it's so interesting. You know, as we talked about last night, this is the fifth year out of six that they've played each other like this, and Elm Creek has gotten the better of this thing. Last year, the state championship run, the only time that you saw Burwell win that, it was an extremely tough game, very, very well fought, 14-12, to 12, literally come down to the very end. It seemed like every possession, every play uh, was going to be the play that mattered in the game. Uh, tremendous job by Elm Creek. And they look and sound like a team to me, Doug, that's ready for this challenge that they're going to get next week, and they're going to get a challenge. Well, they're going to have a rematch with South Loop, and you'll be able to hear that game right here on Classic Hits at 6 o'clock on Wednesday night. Again, all these Class D games are on Wednesday night. In the D1 West, Perkins County will play uh, at home against West Holt. Medicine Valley has a 4 o'clock kickoff hosting Hemingford, and then on ESPN 1460 and 1550 will be in Kennesaw, as the Blue Devils will take on Chambers, Wheeler, Central, Ewing, that game at 4 o'clock on ESPN Wednesday. In the D1 East bracket, Creighton will be at number 9, Plainview at 7. Nebraska Lutheran will host East Butler at 6. Pender will go to Johnson Brock. They had the big upset yesterday. Both of them pulled off upsets, but Pender, the 14 seed, beat undefeated Guardian Angels. They'll have a 4 o'clock kickoff at Johnson Brock. And Howells Dodge will host Nebraska City Lords Central Catholic. In D2 in the West bracket, on 12.30 a.m. KHAS Wednesday, 5 o'clock, Giltner will be hosting the number one seed, Mullen. And on The Breeze, 94.5 FM, Blue Hill will be hosting North Central up there from Bassett. That's a 4 o'clock kickoff. Lawrence Nelson goes to Oshkosh to play Garden County at 3. And Paxton will go to Twin Loop, and they played in Taylor last night, so I'm guessing this one's in Sargent at 6 o'clock. And in the D2 East bracket, Fullerton goes to Bruning Davenport Shickley at 6 why not is at Friend at 4. Humphrey St. Francis is at Fall City Sacred Heart at 4.30. And Randolph will go to Bloomfield at 7 o'clock. So that's what's going on in football. A reminder, tomorrow, Kearney, Hastings, Lexington, all competing in the GNAC Volleyball Tournament. Kearney, the defending champion, and they are the number one seed. They'll play Scott's Bluff at 10 a.m. Hastings will play Lexington at 10 a.m. They're on opposite sides of the bracket. Uh, North Platte will play Columbus and McCook will play Norfolk in the opening round. And then district volleyball next week. Kearney will go to Lincoln Pius the 10th. They play Norfolk Wednesday at 5.30. Then most likely we get Pius Kearney volleyball trying to snap Monty a huge drought of going to the state tournament. You know, when you looked at their district, they, they – you know they don't have a bad bad district. In other words, uh, you know Norfolk is a team that they feel like uh, they they should beat. You know get down to a one match situation against Lincoln Pius. I know Lincoln Pius has tradition and and is a strong team, but I think uh, Carney has to like their chances and uh, like their situation that they're in. We will be at Carney High on Monday night for the C110, where the opening game will have Minden playing Wood River at 4:30. Then Carney Catholic will play Gibbon at 5:30, and the winners will meet at approximately 7 o'clock. When we come back, Larry Baker, Monty Kratzenstein will break down the first half. I'll have the stats for you. It's Carney 38, Norfolk nothing here on KKPR-FM, Carney Hastings, Grand Island. 
Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Fall sports are here, and your streaming home for all Platte River Radio games is PlatteRiverPreps.com. Games on Classic Hits 98.9, The Breeze 94.5, 1230 AM KHAS, and ESPN 1460, 1550 are all available online thanks to Barney Insurance. Along with a sports schedule for future broadcasts so you know we have your team covered. All of this at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report from Foster Field, 38-0. Carney with the lead over Norfolk. Our state football coverage brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker and Monty Kratzenstein, uh, the former Husker and the former Islander. And I could just run down their resume, but nobody wants to hear our resumes. They just want to hear about what's going on here in the first half. And uh, Larry Carney got the ball to start the game and did what they were supposed to do, went 70 yards, and Miko Mazner took it in from 11 yards out. And then they kind of let Norfolk just hand them the next few points in this football game. Yeah, I think what you saw Carney come out and do, you're playing a backup quarterback, you know, and you've got some guys out of the lineup. You're in the first round playing a game you should win. They came out and were extremely, I, don't, I hate the word, but like very vanilla. They were very basic Ran a lot of camp plays tonight, if you will. Stuff that you just is your bread and butter base stuff that you're teaching your young guys. And they were able to run it well enough. And I think it's really important for them to do that because they're managing this thing. They're keeping the ship upright. The defense has swarmed and just played tremendous. And when you get that out of your defense, you take so much pressure off of your backup quarterback. And you're just trying to get your starters back. Very impressed with the intensity that the Bearcats came out with tonight. You know, uh, when you're a number one seed, especially in the early round, you know, what you want to do is you want to take care of business, do what you do, kind of as you mentioned. You don't want to get too fancy. You don't want to you, you want to stay away from mistakes, stay away from turnovers because you are the better team. And that opening drive set the tone for that. And then, of course, uh, just the defensive. And I don't know if you want to call it adjustments or, or being aware of what was going on or is, or is poor Four passes by the Norfolk quarterback. Three times in the first quarter, they had the ball thrown to him. Two of them was pick sixes. You know, that Carney defense all year long has been so solid. They always seem to be where they're supposed to be. Um, they're so well coached. Um, they got pressure, we mentioned earlier, from about four or five different guys. They, they ran a little blitz package. They ran a little press coverage. They backed off a little bit. They do a lot of different things. If you are either Westside or Pius, who's in a battle themselves for to see who's going to play Carney, uh, you're going to have a lot of things to prepare for because Carney is so balanced. They do so many things on offense. They've shown, and even though you said they ran a lot of camp type plays, a lot of basic things, they ran a lot of different formations. You better be ready to adjust to Carney's motions. You better be ready to adjust to their shifts and all their different formations on defense because they're a handful to prepare for. Well, and I think, as you well know, having coached and played yourself, 
you've got different playoff packages. You know that you have to evolve through the season because everybody will get all your film. The tough part, if you're Pius or Westside, you're going to chase some ghosts because you didn't get to see any of the playoff packages necessarily this week. The other thing is, is you really have, as you said, have to prepare for all the formations, but you've really got to make sure that you've got this ISO option game buttoned down. You're going to have to spend a lot of time on these plays that were ran this week because when you see on film, Carney can execute them very well. Well, let's take a look at the first half stats here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Uh, you can tell me what you think of the stats when you throw in the two pick sixes. Uh, Carney High's offensive stats, probably not what you would think for a 38 nothing game. And for Norfolk, um, probably what you would think. Uh, Austin Bruzik has carried it eight times for 23 yards. And Brandon Hart, I think, maybe had one designed run. Six carries, negative 21 yards. He was sacked four times. So that's 14 rushing attempts for two yards for Norfolk in the first half. Through the air, Hart has put it up 14 times. He's completed eight of them to his guys and three of them to Carney Bearcats. Three interceptions, 48 yards. Two of those were returned for touchdowns. So 48 through the air, two on the ground. That's 50 yards of offense for Norfolk in the first half. Four first downs. They punted it five times for an average of 28 yards. Three penalties for 30 yards. And as we said, the three turnovers, all interceptions for Norfolk. For Carney High, Matt Studi, seven carries, 44 yards and a touchdown. Miko Maisner, eight carries, 42 yards and a touchdown. Will Jorgensen, two carries, four yards. Quarterback Braden Miller, three carries, 33 yards. I have Carney with 20 rushes for 123 yards in the first half. And for Braden Miller through the air, he has put it up 12 times. He has completed seven of those. He has no interceptions. He has the one touchdown pass to Isaiah Stallbird, 93 yards through the air, 123 on the ground, 216 yards of total offense in the first half, 12 first downs for the Bearcats. They have two punts for an average of 35 yards, three penalties for 25 yards, and they did have the one Will Jorgensen fumble uh, at the Norfolk 32-yard line, which obviously the Panthers were not able to do anything with. Miko Mazner, an 11-yard touchdown run on the opening possession of this football game. Then Josh Ray had a 37-yard interception return at the 329 mark on the very next series for Norfolk. They threw a screen pass that Thad Huber picked off for a 16-yard interception return, 21-0 at the end of the first quarter. Studi then, after a, a short putt, a 40-yard drive that was capped off with an 18-yard run, 28 nothing at the 728 mark. Gabe Hines hits a 37-yard field goal to make it 31 nothing with 223 to go in the half. A three and out for Norfolk and the one-play 37-yard touchdown pass from Miller to Stalberg with 118 to go. That took us into the half. 38 to nothing. Carney High leads Norfolk and we will get the running clock to start the third quarter. Norfolk does get the ball to start the third. You've been listening to the Ravetta Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravetta Sanitation. The second half is next. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. The sinister cries haunted Mary through the night. 
Dawn neared and still the voice tormented her. She ran towards the safety of her car, flung open the door, and a coyote had somehow gotten locked inside. But the damaged interior was covered thanks to Farmers Insurance. Coyote Carpool, August 1st, 2015. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. This is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. Big thank you to all the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sports and all of those of you that have tuned in here on Classic Hits 98.9 to make us your home for Carney Bearcats Sports and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Carney getting ready to kick it away here. And, uh, Monty, what are you going to see here from Norfolk to start this uh, third quarter? What, what do they got to do just to be competitive now and, and have some fun in the second? <laughs> well, half? unfortunately, they, don't, they, they, they aren't very diversified. Well, they had a little bit of success in that last drive run, a little combination patterns out in the flat, a little bit of run game, but uh, their options are limited. The kick will be taken back at the three-yard line. Bringing it up the field is Kale Strong to the 20 to the 25, and he'll be dropped right around the 25-yard line. First down and 10 for Carney High, or for Norfolk. Trailing 38 nothing. Yeah, and in there on the tackle there was Jeremiah Hageman. Does a really nice job getting down and makes a good tackle. Carney High does a great job of uh, putting a lot of youngsters in there on special teams. And they have uh, done a good job of staying strong throughout the season. So first out in 10, quarterback Brandon Hart comes out there, stays out of that pistol. Three wideouts with his running back flanking him. Bruzik to his left. He'll turn and hand it off to Bruzik, who has been bruised, but he just fights hard. He's a little guy, so he's able to spit in between some of those double teams, and he takes it all the way out to the 28-yard line for a, it seems like a bigger gain than four yards, but that's all it is. It's a really nice little run. He just kept his little legs churning. and He's got to get three yards before he gets back to the line of scrimmage with people hanging on him, it seems like. They're going to run the same play, Bruzik, and this time Carney is ready for him. Now penalty flags come down as the tackle is made right in the middle of the line. Yeah, that's got to be holding, I've got to believe. Yep, and that's a bad situation when you uh, gain one yard and you're, you're still oh, holding inside. Oh, personal foul face mask, guys. Oh, went, went to the face a little bit. That's probably going to be a... Uh, Inside interior lineman kind of reaching his hand out there in, in that pile and grabbing a, grabbing a mask. And that's what you don't want to do if you're Carney here is let things get sloppy. And that's very accidental in that situation. But you want to make sure and stay tough. I mean, all of a sudden, for the first time, Norfolk's out of the shadow of their own end zone, and that's it for the entire game. Yeah, they have not taken a snap in Carney territory. They want to throw the ball out here to the flat, and it is over the head of the intended receiver in Gage Doran. Again, almost everybody that started offensively uh, was an underclassman. Yeah, that was a 2-3 hitch there. And again, Carney's playing Bale, which they should be playing. Just can't bring the pass in. Don't forget the World Series also going on tonight in the Dodgers' trail, 4 to nothing, top of the third to the Houston Astros on ESPN 1550. Handoff straight up the middle, trying to find some room. is Bruzik, and he's going to get a couple out to the 48-yard line. I guess the first goal, guys, is just to take a snap in Carney territory. Yeah, no kidding. Like to see maybe Norfolk run that. They ran that same concept, that mesh concept there, but handed the ball off instead of blocking. They're blocking by running routes. And that time you saw Hunter Novacek just dive into the backfield. And back to pass, looking. Flare out of the backfield, complete to Bruzik. Tries to get to the outside, and he's going to be hit and driven down right around midfield. 
It's going to be a two-yard completion. And at what point does Norfolk just start going for it and not worrying about it, or do they just play it straight up the rest of the way? There you saw a little bit of Isaiah Stalbert coming up and closing some ground on that uh, on that pass completion. It looked like he had a little bit of room to run, and Isaiah came up and and uh, lowered the boom on that sideline. Looks like they're going to Norfolk's going to punt the ball. To answer your question. So Jane Green is only averaging about 29 yards a punt. Uh-oh. They'll fake it. The ball ends up on the ground, and it's going to be scooped and <laughs> scored by Miko Maisner. Fullback dropped it. That's exactly what it was. They went with the pirouette by the punter, and the. Uh, that was a design fake. Yes. Yep. Fullback was supposed to catch it. Doesn't. It bounces away about 20 feet. There's nobody there. And who do you not want to pick up the ball if you're the Norfolk? Fastest guy on the team, probably Miko Maisner. Yeah, and the I, we're right next to the uh, Norfolk booth, and the headsets just came off. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah, we talked about uh, special teams and how they always seem to have a fake ready, and uh, they, had, they, had, they were running it, and unfortunately it just was not executed. So Hines comes out for the extra point, and it's on the way, and it is good. Running clock, 9.04 to go in the third quarter. Carney 45, Norfolk nothing, our five points bank touchdown. A fake punt that does not work, and the fumble return by Miko Mazer of 35 yards. We'll be right back. born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospitals since the age I was two, and I lost her when I was six. Every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and, again, like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. You cannot teach compassion. You cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. This time, Hines is going to kick one that's returnable by Strong. He'll take it at the 6, try to get outside to the right side, comes up the middle of the field to the 20, and he stood up at the 25-yard line and going to be put down there. First down and 10. And another uh, score update for you on the college scene just to maybe slow down some of that Nebraska talk. Boston College 21, Florida State nothing in the second quarter. Well, good. Let's go get Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> I'm, so t- I'm so tired of this conversation. Well, I'll just say, <laughs> it, you know, there's a lot of teams that this are struggling. My goodness. It is first out of 10 here for Norfolk. And they will turn and hand it to Bruzik up the middle again. He's going to get what he can. And y- you hate to say it, but it's just like Norfolk at some point here is going, can we get this clock to go quicker? I yeah. mean, this thing is so over. <laughs> and, and you I'm, feel bad because – if you haven't had your butt whooped in your life, then you haven't played sports. And that's kind of what's happening to Norfolk here. They didn't expect to get into the playoffs. And then you had to think, okay, we drew Kearney. We didn't draw Bellevue West. We didn't draw Omaha North. We didn't draw one of the top two teams in the Metro. We'll go down there and give them a little bit of a show, and they just haven't been able to do anything. Ooh. And now another sack for Novacek as he picks up and brings down quarterback Brandon Hart, who's trying as hard as he can, but he's going to be dropped down for a two-yard loss. So they gain... 
well, three. They gained three on the run by Bruzik and then a three-yard loss. That is the fifth sack of the night for Carney High, and I think Novacek has three of them. I, I've said this about a lot of kids tonight, and I don't want to, but but uh, they, Hunter Novacek's another kid that has played as well his senior year. You know, he's a JV kid last year, played just a little bit. He's had a great year. Hart takes the snap, wants to throw the flare out of the backfield. It's complete, 25-yard line up to the 30. Bruzik gets to the 34. He might have got enough for the first down, all on the spot here at the Carneys sideline and Miko Maisner came flying in there trying to knock that pass down but they're going to mark him short and say it is a gain of about eight it'll be fourth down and two here's what I really like though we are right next door to the Norfolk coaches and I've been I'm standing up so I'm kind of peeking over the shade they're coaching their butts off and there's a very disappointed look on their face they didn't come here to get beat I like to see that spiraling kick that will take a bounce and uh, Studi's going to let it go and it's going to die at the 28-yard line, that's the best punt of the night. It's 39 yards. First and 10, Carney. Well, I'm going to tell you, we've talked about it a couple of times. How many of these kids are coming back next year? So you have to coach them up. It's not like you've got a bunch of seniors that are on their way out the door. You've got a lot of youngsters, a lot of sophomores that started in this football game tonight for the Panthers. There's several Class A teams that fit in that category. You know, Fremont last year started so many sophomores, and, and they had a few guys back, and, and they were a little bit better this year. And then Millard South, of course, had almost their entire returning team back this year, and they paid some off some dividends. We might see them next week, although I haven't seen a score of them in the Pius game. Updated. 21 all at the Ooh. half. Handoff and into the backfield is Corey Kitt. His first carry. And he bounces outside 35-40 down the sideline. 45-50 into Norfolk territory before he's pushed out of bounds at the 44-yard line. A 28-yard run for Corey Kitt. Yeah, guys, they've done a bunch of subbing. And the happiest GB offense. Yeah, the, the happiest guy in the world on that right now is Drew Sennard. He just didn't get himself off the ball. And the, the big penetration was there. So Drew got a chase his back back down the field but that i mean he's subbed now it's over yep colin colin murray in a quarterback and we're going to call a lot of names of uh of this uh pretty much the jv offense little cory kitts a senior got a nice nice carry there a lot of jv uh, offensive players in right now a statistician's nightmare as murray turns and hands it off to kit he'll try the right side and maybe get a yard to the 44 yard line of norfolk well so Last time we saw the Bearcats two weeks ago, Nathan Murray came in as a senior and had a pick six on the final play of the game. And now uh, his younger brother, Colin, comes in there, a sophomore backup quarterback, of course, actually the third-string quarterback because Cannon Coster has been out the last two weeks. And you got to like what Braden Miller has done in his absence, uh, especially against Creighton Prep, coming in, I don't want to say unprepared, but probably wasn't thinking he was going to play. And now against two lesser opponents, hasn't really made mistakes. Is a pitch play right side, and uh, this time carrying the football for the Bearcats inside the 40 is going to be Nick James, and he'll be brought down at the 37-yard line, a gain of seven. Nick's got some uh, quick quick feet there, doesn't he? We've seen that on the wrestling mat a little bit. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a little uh, fast-twitch muscle fiber there. And he, he is a tough dude. He doesn't care. He'll go play guard. He'll play running back. That is a tough kid. Well, Carney's probably got enough guys over here in the second team that uh, it's not going to be that much fun for Norfolk either. Splitting out for Carney to the left is Noah Limbach. Now sprinting all the way out there is going to be Trey Rodriguez. It is third down at about three. Murray, his first pass of the ball game, looking for Rodriguez. It was right on the hands, but Rodriguez didn't get turned in time, and it'll be incomplete. Really nice throw. Yeah, good timing on that. Threw it right on the break, and... and uh, Rodriguez didn't quite get his head snapped around there like he should have. Long throw on and out there. He was he was uh, split out pretty wide and a pretty long throw. Nice throw by Colin Murray. Well, you also know that Coach Cool is not going to be calling anything. It's going to be basic. 
it's going to be basic, as we've seen a lot of basic. But uh, since the ball's at the 37 of Norfolk, they're going to line up to go for it, Larry. 45 nothing, Carney. Three. Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do here. 3.30 to go, third quarter, running clock. Slot to the right is Bo Sostan. Split out wide to the right is Jackson Bespley, and that's where they're going to head, and it is through his hands and incomplete. And it'll be, excuse me, uh, number 90, Braden Rich, not 80. Braden Rich was in there and couldn't hold on to that one, so Norfolk will take over on downs. Looks like we have some uh, different names here on, on defense, too. Looks like uh, kind of the, a lot of JV kids on defense. Looks like now I look over to the sideline. There's a lot of guys huddled around the uh, the, the heaters that uh, actually played all the entire first half. Yeah, 2.50, and that clock continues to run here. 45 nothing, Carney. They were up 21 nothing at the end of one, 38 nothing at the half. They have three defensive touchdowns in this game. Hard count, a lot of movement, but there is no penalty flag. The handoff will go to Austin Bruzik, trying to get to the outside, works his way to the 40, then breaks a tackle out across the 45 and will be pushed out of bounds near the first down marker. Looks like a gain of eight this time for Bruzik. 34 yards for Austin before the uh, second teamers came in here now defensively for Carney. Yeah, and I would just tell you, in, in that situation, you just want tick, tick, tick. You don't care if they score or not. You don't care what it looks like necessarily in the paper. You want your kids to play good, but just let the clock run. Hand off Bruzik again, trying to get to the other side near the Carney sideline. Uses a stiff arm, and then is going to be drug out of bounds here by Noah Bartlett. Also good pursuit over there by the Carney Bearcats, Sam Engberg. And that's enough for a first down to the 47-yard line, a gain of eight. You know, like you said on that the play before when all those guys jumped there at the line of scrimmage, that's a good officiating crew. It's 45 nothing. the clock's running. Keep the flag in your pocket. First down and 10, and here's the first snap of the game that Norfolk has taken in Kearney territory, and they will again hand it off to Bruzik straight ahead on the ice, so to the 45-yard line, a gain of two. Want to give you some more scores from the Simonson Agency scoreboard. The winner of Carney will play the winner of Westside and Pius, 21 all in the third quarter. Grand Island has tied Creighton Prep, 10-10 in the third. Bellevue West now a 20-14 lead over Lincoln Southwest in the third. Omaha North leading Fremont 26 to nothing in the third. And Lincoln High only up 7-0 over Millard South in the third quarter of play. Millard North now leads Burke, 21-20 in the third. And Millard West leads Papio South, 13-3 in the third. Pass play right side and over the head of the intended receiver, Garrett Henry, from the quarterback, Brandon Hart. You know, from a coaching standpoint, what you don't want to have happen here is you don't want to have to punt the ball because you've got your, I don't know if you have a JV punt team it's or not, but you, but, you have, but you have a lot of first-team guys that are on special teams, right? So those special teams plays are the ones that, that you don't want to have happen because a lot of those guys are out of the ball game, they're done. You try to sub those guys in, or if you have a JV punt team or a JV and That's why you team, just go for tough. it. You're that's exactly tough. right. Yeah. That turns into a disaster. Third and eight now for Norfolk at the Kearney 45-yard line, 45 nothing Bearcats. Final 30 seconds of the quarter, and it's going to be a reverse this time into the hands of Garrett Henry to the 40-35, and it'll be brought down just near the 32-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 13. That was a nice little play, two nice blocks out on the edge there for Norfolk, but I thought Carney had good pursuit. Uh, Corey Kitt there does a really nice job chasing that thing down. His initial steps weren't good. And that's the end of the third quarter of play. Carney is going to advance on to the state quarterfinals here next week as it's the Bearcats 45, Norfolk nothing. We head to the fourth quarter next. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. 
Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. We go to the fourth quarter running clock. It is first and 10 Norfolk at the 31-yard line. They hand it off to the eye back. Austin Bruzik tries the left side. He's going to get inside the 30 to about the 27-yard line, a gain of four. Carney up 45 to nothing. State football brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Our next football is Wednesday, eight-man style. Here on Classic Hits, Elm Creek South Loop. On the breeze, 94.5, Blue Hill North Central. And then we will have Kennesaw on ESPN 1460. Swing pass out of the backfield, complete into the hands of Garrett Henry for a short gain of about four. Those are the other things that you want to see here. You want to see your young guys. You know, one of the things that a theme that you've had many times tonight, you're talking about that guy was on JV last year. That guy played reserves. Mm -hmm. These are the dudes you're going to have next year. So you want to see them tackle and do the things correctly. Absolutely. They're going to call out a Norfolk first down. Unofficially, they're sixth. Going to continue to throw the ball out of the backfield. This time, it's complete into the hands of their slot back, Cooper Kasky. Again, from the 21 down to about the 17-yard line, a gain of five on the play from the 22 to the 17. From where they marked the ball, it probably wasn't a first down after the last play, but again, everybody's in the same mode right now. When we're done, the New West postgame show, final stats, score updates. Make the hand off to Bruzik, rolling, rolling. Now under some pressure is Hart, and Hart's going to be sacked again by the backup defenders for the Carney Bearcats. Let's see if we can pick up a couple of numbers in there. One of those off the top of that pile is Josh Geraltz. Yeah, he just ran head on into his offensive lineman there. Wasn't a whole lot of guys open. Pretty good coverage. They were in zone coverage there on the on on the back in the back side, and uh, he was looking for a receiver. They had one way in the back of the end zone, but he couldn't see him from where he was at. Uh, led to a sack. Loss of two. Third down and seven at the Carney 17 for Hart. Hart straight back to pass, looking into the end zone. Fires that post pattern and up and out and incomplete. Little jump ball down there, intended for his end, as he's thrown it to Cooper Kasky more than anybody else tonight, and that'll bring up fourth down. And I think uh, Brandon Cool was was looking for a. He has his arm crossed now. He was actually looking for an offensive pass interference. Yeah. He's still into it. <laughs> Coolio doesn't relax. <laughs> no, at any I was point, just going to say that it'll be about <laughs> eleven o'clock tonight. More from the Simonson Agency scoreboard. McCook has advanced over Waverly, thirty-four to twenty-three. Northwest leading Columbus, twenty-four fourteen in the third. And it looks like uh, they're going to line up to try a field goal here with Connor Clayton. This will be a 34-yarder straight on just to get on the board. Snap good, placement good, the kick on the way, and it is wide left. No good. So Carney still has a shutout here with 9.08 to go in the fourth quarter. Now, see, they should stop the clock here (laughs) because it's a change of possession, but they have not done that. Carney 45 
and Norfolk nothing, and here come more <laughs> of the Bearcats, Larry. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get the bench cleared. You can't – this sounds so simple. People will say, what difference does it make to get beat 45 nothing versus 45-3? It's a huge difference. Getting blanked is terrible. It's an awful feeling. So that did matter there. There's a whole lot of pride in that uh, Bearcat defense. You know, maybe maybe Arch and Christo don't matter to them, but they've instilled that in the in those in those Absolutely. players. They they take a lot of pride in that defensive numbers, those we, defense numbers. And they, those defense numbers are about the best in the state. And you know, those starters were cheering on their second teamers, as Carney High now will take over. Probably might be the last time they have oh. it. It's a low snap. The ball's fumbled, and it looks like uh, quarterback Murray's able to fall on top of it. It was just a low snap to him. Yeah, and here you put a nice little drive together. You could end it with the way the clock runs. That's all they want to do, continue to get some points on the board. Gretna leads Platts with 45 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Northwest has just scored to take a 31-14 lead over Columbus in the third quarter. Omaha Scott 23, Aurora nothing in the third. York 23, Omaha Ron Colley 17 in the third. Scott's Bluff 34, Blair 21 in the third. Elkhorn leading Beatrice 21-7 in the fourth. Pitch play to Corey Kitt. Tries the outside. He's going to be hit when he gets to the line of scrimmage, and there's nothing there that time for Kitt. He had a 28-yard run the first time. He touched it. Some other scores. Elkhorn South over Gross, 42-7. In C1, Norfolk Catholic being tested, but they lead Bishop Newman 20-7 in the fourth. Aquinas beat Gothenburg 42-6. Wayne beat Shadron 30-28. Carney Catholic's on the board, but it's Wahoo 21, Carney Catholic 7, and they have gotten to the fourth quarter. Hmm. Amazing that they have already made the fourth quarter. We have the running clock here, and we have just gotten into the fourth a couple of minutes ago. Especially with that passing offense, Carney Catholic. Back to pass, and we've got another quarterback in there. No, Colin Murray's in there. He'll roll to his right. The intended receiver can't hang on out there in the flat, trying to get it to Matt Oliphant. You're not going to get many of those opportunities as a receiver uh, when you're playing uh, at the playing in a varsity game when you're that young, and he could not hold on to that no. one. Of course, Matt's a senior. I shouldn't say he's young, but to get your opportunity out but there. But Carney's playing tougher. Norfolk has not subbed on defense. Here comes your punt team, what we just talked about. Look at the guys running in and out here. Now they're having to punt the ball, and they're going to try to See, figure out how And you, how you've many got a guys. yo-yo going with dudes right now. <laughs> right now they've got about seven guys on the field. There's going to be a timeout called, I promise. <laughs> I've been through this deal before. Chinese fire drill. Yep, there's still, there's dudes still going. Well, I don't, uh. Lining up to punt the football will be Parker Brush. He stands at about his own three. There, here comes another one. Yeah. <laughs> and now Brandon Cool finally comes over and calls timeout. I think the official was gracious enough. There must have been 40 seconds that ran off the clock. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. 45 nothing Kearney, 6.06 to go when we come back. Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower-specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally, and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853. Parker Brush lined up the punt. Good snap to him. Gets the kick away. It's a end-over-end kick that will be fielded at the 46-44 yard line. So it goes not that far, but no return on it. About a 27-yard punt. And now Norfolk 
With 5.50 to go and the clock running because it's 45 to nothing, Carney probably gets one more opportunity, and it looks like they brought some fresh faces in there. Uh, Braden Sharp coming in as the backup quarterback. And also in there, it looks like the backup running back is Braden Fink. Yeah. And boy, you thought the starters were small. Look at these guys. They're, they're, you can just tell how young they are. They hand it to Fink. He goes straight up the middle, gets what he can get inside the 40, gets to about the 38-yard line. It's going to be a gain of five. And I tell you, in these last two drives, Norfolk has just got a bunch of snaps inside Carney's 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't have any in the first half of play. Carney was up 38 nothing at the half. They held Norfolk to 50 yards in the first half, two rushing, 48 passing. Second and five at the 38. Now they want to throw it down the line of scrimmage, and it is in and out of the hands of Zach James just trying to get a reception. Yeah, and that maybe was kind of set up. He had leverage out there. They threw a little bubble. Every play, you see a few more players. We'll try to get some of those names in for you. Every play, it seems like two or three guys come in, two or three guys come out for Carney uh, High. They're getting a lot of kids in the football game. And third down and five here at the Bearcat, 38. Quarterback Braden Sharp takes it. He's going to hand it off to Fink again, who has yardage enough for the first down inside the 35. They'll take him to about the 32, a gain of six. And a first down for Norfolk. Coming into the ball game for the Bearcats, there's Colin Baskell. Wearing number 69, trots in there. Out on the edge, it looks like we've got Jackson Miller playing defensive back. Hand off again, Fink, and this time Carney brought the house, and he's not going to get anything, no gain on the play. Yep, Corbin Foster in the ball game, Chris Kingsley in the ball game. Again, some young kids that get a little action. Kevin yep. Osmanski was in on the tackle that time for Carney. Was that Jarrett Christiancy in there? A little swing pass out to James. He's got it complete, and three Carney Bearcats are right on him, a gain of three, and they're all over him. Yeah, that was a great job. Cade Christ. Uh, was one of the players. There was three of them there. Noah Limbach made a nice job. There's three players there with some pursuit. And, again, that's coaching and that's culture right there. You know, game doesn't matter. It's over. But you still got kids that are just playing hard, doing the right things. So continuing Norfolk, trying to throw it over the middle. That pass is complete into the hands of Cooper Kasky for a short gain. Inside the 25, might have enough for the first down, and it looks like they do to the 22-yard line, a gain of eight. Now that's wanting to score. Cooper Kasky, he's detached tight end. He's the starter. He's the second-leading receiver on the team. (laughs) 36 catches for 464 yards on the year. Three minutes to go, 45-0. Back to pass again. Now in trouble, Sharp. Sharp running, 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 and he is going to be thrown down from behind for a big loss by Nick James at the 32. Now, Nick, Nick needs to do a little sack dance of some sort there, although although that's certainly not the first guy he's taken down over his career of sports, right? But as you said, once he got the chance, he hit the gas, and he's, he's got speed. <laughs> the seventh time that they've got to the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage, and that's not going to help the rushing yards. You lose 11 there. It'll be second and 21. Norfolk is now at the Kearney High 32-yard line with two and a half to go in the game, 45 nothing. Kearney on to the state quarterfinals here on Classic Hits next Friday. Looks like they were going to run a little option. Now they decide to pull up and throw the football. There's some contact out there, and the pass is incomplete over the head of the Norfolk intended receiver that time, Alec Bruning. Excuse me, not 1494, Gavin Farrell. Jacob Larson just checked in the game. Caleb Crittenden's in. Bronson Amend is in the football game. Going to get a little action. 
It is second down and ten. Again, the running clock. This won't take long. We will have a Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show at the end of the ball game tonight. If there's still some Carney Catholic Wahoo game going, we'll have that for you. Back to pass and wide open, but underthrown that time as Sharp was looking underneath on a little drag for his running back, Braden Fink. And now it's fourth down. And Peter Kreitzer just came on. This should be the final play offensively of the season for the Norfolk Panthers. It's fourth and 20 at the Carney 32-yard line with a minute 20 to go. Braden Sharp out of the pistol, drops back, not much of a rush. He'll throw down the middle of the football field. It's overthrown, intended for Gavin Farrell, and that will do it. Also in there for the Bearcats, uh, as you guys said, Peter Kreitzer was trying to make some pressure moves up the middle and drew centered. One minute to go. The clock continues to run. Carney will have to come out and probably snap the ball one time, and they're going to go to 10-0 and 0 on the season. I will tell you, like you were talking about Coach Cool down there, in that those last probably four minutes where it's the most uptight is you just keep going to your coaches and saying, of all your guys played, of all your guys played, Absolutely. make sure all your dudes play. Yep. So one more snap here for the Bearcats, and they're just going to take a knee and let the clock wind down here. And Carney High... Comes out, does what they needed to do. Three defensive touchdowns. Miko Maisner and Matt Studi did not even run the ball. One play in the second half here today. Carney didn't have to do much offensively. They scored defensively. Their only touchdown of this half was a Miko Maisner 35-yard fumble return off of a fake punt by the Norfolk Panthers, who will end their season at 4-6. and six. And Carney High looks like they got out of the game healthy. Didn't see anybody have to get over to the training table tonight. They go to 10-0 and with a 45-0 win over the Norfolk Panthers. And for Carney High, they will be here at home next Friday night. You know it'll be a 7 o'clock kickoff, you would think. Right now, Omaha Westside 28, Lincoln Pius the 10th. 24 midway through the fourth quarter. The Bearcats get the winner of that game. We'll look at a bunch of other scores and give you all the stats and break it down on the New West Post Game Show when we return to Foster Field here on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Wood River, Gibbon, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Since 1902, Carrier has been inventing new ways to make people comfortable. And today, comfort can also mean efficiency. Because being more efficient with your home heating can mean spending less on it. And that's something everyone can get comfortable with. If you're ready for Carrier Comfort, now you can get cool cash rebates of up to $1,650 on a new system. Carrier, turn to the experts. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers and Kearney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus. It quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. The St. High School football playoffs on PlatteRiverPreps.com and all of our Platte River radio stations brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarter in Hastings and Sutton. The final score, Kearney 45, Norfolk nothing. Let's go to the Simonson Agency scoreboard right off the bat here. It is in the fourth quarter, Omaha West Side 28, Pius 24. At last check, it was still Grand Island and Creighton Prep 10-10 in the third. Bellevue West led Lincoln Southwest in the third, 20-14. In the fourth quarter, Omaha North 40, Fremont 7. 
Lincoln High 10, Millard South 7 in the third, Millard North 21, Omaha Burke 20 in the third, Millard West in the fourth, leading Papio South 20 to 6. In Class B, Gretna leading Platts with 45 to nothing in the fourth, Grand Island Northwest 31, Columbus 20 late in the third, McCook has beaten Waverly 34 to 23, looks like they'll get Omaha Scut and will have to travel to Scut, Scut leads Aurora 23 to nothing. Uh, here in this football game in the third. Also in the third, York coming from behind now, leading Omaha Ron Colley 23-17. Scotts Bluff 34, Blair 21 in the third. In the fourth, Elkhorn 21, Beatrice 7. The winner will get Elkhorn South, who blasted Omaha Gross 42-7. In C1, the top seed, Norfolk Catholic, leading Bishop Newman 20-7. They'll get Aquinas, a 42-6 winner over Gothenburg. Wayne, a 30-28 winner over Shadron. And now the teams have exchanged touchdowns in Wahoo. It's Wahoo 28, Kearney Catholic 14 with about seven minutes to go in the game on ESPN 1460. Boystown leads Lincoln Christian 31-7 in the fourth. They will get Boone Central Newman Grove, who took care of Auburn 40-3. West Point Beamer leads Columbus Lakeview 35-6 in the fourth. And the biggest upset of the day, Pierce, 5-4 and four in the 15 seed, beats 9-0, and oh, number two seed Fairbury, 36-32. In C2, the top seed Ponca leading Donovan Trumbull in the fourth quarter, 44-7. They'll get Battle Creek, a 20-0 winner over Wilbur Claytonia. In the third, UTAN, 25, Oakland Craig, nothing. They'll get Valentine, who edges Sutton tonight, 19 to 16. I told you that was going to be the best one tonight. Arcadia Loop City 22, Hershey nothing. The winner will go to Lincoln Lutheran, who knocked off North Platte St. Pat's 35 to nothing. How about this one? The Bison of Central City have come storming back to lead Hardington Cedar Catholic 27-26 in the fourth, and Centennial still a 21-7 lead over Loganview in the third. For our six-man friends in the third quarter, Harvard 44, Deschler 24, finals Cody Kilgore, 50, Walt Hill, 6, Hay Springs, 26, Spalding Academy, 20, and number one, Riverside, 79, Hyannis, nothing. 45 to nothing, Carney over Norfolk, and uh, very rarely will you see more of a dominant performance in the football game tonight. Monty Kratzenstein, I'll start with you. What were some of the things that you attributed this to? We knew that Carney's the favorite. It's a 116 and all the things that go along with that, but uh, Norfolk just couldn't do anything until all basically all their stats are going to be when the subs came into the game well the same thing same thing that's made that's made them successful all year long um balanced offense you know the ability to run the ball with two running backs a little bit of quarterback run game and then uh, a couple big big pass plays especially one to isaiah stalbert so from the offensive standpoint the same thing they've done all year from a defensive standpoint you know, there isn't a better defense statistically in the state than the Kearney High defense, and Norfolk just didn't have really a chance. They couldn't run the ball. Uh, the pass coverage was was uh, was solid, and the pass rush was outstanding. You know, the team speed of that Bearcat defense was very evident tonight, and especially, remember, they're playing with two backup corners uh, as well in, in those positions. So uh, I don't know if you're Brandon Cool or if you're Arch or if you're Christo or any of those those coaches if you can find anything really negative to talk about. Uh, went about as well as, as planned. Now move on and figure out who you're going to play in round two and, and uh, when it go on to the next one. Yeah, and I think when you talk about this defense, the thing that is very impressive, and it shouldn't, it's not a surprise because Brad Archer's defenses always are so well coached, but they're in the right spot. 
I won't talk about their speed, their toughness, any of that stuff. Schematically and technically, they've got it right. They've been told to be in the right spot, and they go to the right spot. You can only you can't control how fast you are versus how fast somebody else is. You can't control how big you are versus how big somebody else is. But you can the, the the one thing you can control better than anything is where you line up before the play gets started. What you do schematically and uh, by assignment uh, once that play is started. And I think that is what Carney's been very impressive with here is they do what they're supposed to do. Absolutely, and you've seen that. All year long. Now, as they advance, whether it's going to be Pius or going to be Westside, which it really, ironically, is two kind of different teams as far as what they're going to try to do offensively. And as you get down the road, you know, you look at the Bellevue West, and you look at the Omaha Norse, and you look at those type of teams. You know, you're getting in with the big boys now. And, uh, you know, Carney likes to play with a chip on their shoulder. They don't see themselves as being the number one seed in these playoffs. They they always played better as the underdog, and that's something those coaches have done a, an outstanding job of putting that chip on those those players' shoulders. Now they're a very very confident team. You know, there's and there's nothing that happened tonight that would that would. Uh, shake that confidence whatsoever so you know they're where they need to be they're hopefully they'll get a little get a little more healthy get a couple of those guys healed up and then move on to next week all right let's take a look at the final stats of this football game and again because of three defensive touchdowns and hardly taking any snaps in the second half i mean i'll, I'll just jump to it i've got carney for 247 total yards and norfolk for 112 it was not that close in this football game tonight. Austin Bruzik led Norfolk rushing, 16 carries, 56 yards. And then you had Garrett Henry on a reverse, one carry, 13 yards. Uh, Braden Fink came in there late, three carries, 11 yards. And then the quarterbacks ended up on the wrong side uh, with the sacks. Braden Sharp, one carry, negative 11. And the starting quarterback, Brandon Hart, eight carries, negative 26. He was sacked six times in the football game. Uh, I had Carney getting to him seven times overall. 29 rushing attempts, 43 yards for Norfolk through the air. Sharp uh, came in on the last couple series. He was two of six for 11 yards. In the second half, uh, Hart uh, was four of six for 20 yards. So in the second half, they were six of 12 passing it for a total of 31 yards. In the first half, eight of 14, three picks, two of them returned for interceptions. So I had 79 through the air, 43 on the ground, 112 yards for Norfolk, eight first downs. They had all three of their turnovers as interceptions, two were returned for touchdowns, six punts for an average of 31 yards, three penalties in the ball game for 30 yards. For Carney High, Matt Studi. All in the first half, seven carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Miko Maisner, all in the first half, eight carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Braden Miller, three carries, 33 yards. Will Jorgensen, two carries, four yards. Nick James, one carry for seven yards. Corey Kitt, three carries for 29 yards. And then we had a fumbled snap for negative five. So 25 rushing attempts for Carney, 154 yards. Miller did not throw a pass in the second half. He was 7 of 12, no interceptions, one touchdown for 93 yards. And then Colin Murray was uh, 0 of 3, but it should be duly noted, I think all three passes hit the receiver in the hand. So Murray put it where he was supposed to. They just didn't catch it. So overall, 93 through the air, 154 on the ground, 247 yards, a total offense, 13 first downs for Carney. They had the one fumble, one turnover, three punts for an average of about 33 yards, four penalties for 40 yards in this football game. Here, here's something that's always very misleading. When you look at this and say, geez, Carney only had 260 total yards of offense, well, here's what I will tell you. When Norfolk has none, you end up with a short field all night. And secondly, the offense ends up with about 260, and I'll bet the defense had close to 100. 
No doubt about it. Uh, the 37 and 16 yard uh, pick returns, and I had the fumble return at 35 yards. So you know you're right around 90 uh, with those defensive yardage scores in this game. And of course the punts, as we said, only average about 30 yards uh, on the six punts for uh, Norfolk tonight. Let's take a look at our scoring recap. Brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Carney takes the opening drive 70 yards down the field. Miko Mazner takes it in from 11 yards out on an option pitch. Cabe Hines adds the kick, 7 0, 8.57 to go in the first quarter. Bo Sostad then intercepts at midfield the first turnover of the ball game for Norfolk. They do not score, but then Will Jorgensen fumbled the football. That was the only turnover for Carney. They come right back. Josh Ray, the 37-yard interception return with 3.29 to go in the quarter. Hines makes the kick 14 to nothing. Then just a couple of plays later, trying to set up a screen. Thad Huber is right there. The 16-yard interception return, 154 to go in the first quarter. It's already 21-0. And I think right there, fellas, the high, you can get the first run, okay. It's still the 1-16 matchup. But when you get back-to-back pick sixes, any, any kind of hope that you had here tonight, any bounce in your step was pretty much gone. Yeah, and if you're Norfolk, that's what, what do you not want to have happen? You don't want to make those mistakes. You don't want to give them a short field. You don't want to turn the ball over, any sort of fumble, pick six. And everything that Norfolk was trying to accomplish kind of got blown up in those plays, as you said. In the second quarter, a short punt set up a 40-yard field. Matt Studi took it in from 18 yards out, 728 to go in the half. It's 28 to nothing. Gabe Hines gets on the board with a 37-yard field goal with 223 to go to make it 31 to nothing. And then Norfolk went three and out, another short punt, and a 37-yard touchdown pass from Braden Miller to Isaiah Stalberg, a one-play drive. 38 nothing at the half. The only score of the second half was the fake punt that Norfolk tried on their opening possession. It bounced off the up back, rolled away, and Miko Maisner scooped it up and ran it in 35 yards. 9.04 to go third quarter. We had the running clock the entire second half. That was the only score, and that made it 45 to nothing in favor of Carney High, which would be the final. And that's our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We'll wrap things up from Foster Field right after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Pleasant's Marine of Kearney wants your boat, and they're going to make it more than worth your while. Right now, if you trade in your used boat for a brand new boat, your winterization is on Buzz's Marine. Plus, if your trade-in boat is a 2010 or newer, you get $1,000 extra added value on your trade-in. This incredible trade-in offer expires October 31st. See store for full details at Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central Kearney. Or shop new boats online at buzzesmarine.com trade. That's buzzesmarine.com trade. Well, they're running out of time, but a lot of offense. They're just exchanging touchdowns now at Wahoo. Wahoo 35, Kearney Catholic 21, deep in the fourth quarter. You can hear the end of that on ESPN 1460. Uh, Merritt Lawson, Spencer Shields will have the Rivals and Run scoreboard show right after we're done here. Updates and recaps from uh, around the state of Nebraska. Uh, Larry, final thoughts here. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a, a great night for Carney in this. A, they competed very well uh, without question. Uh, but I think the most important thing is never once did we see a kid on the training table tonight. And, and, and I really mean that. You know, when you're just trying to get healthy and trying to get guys back, what you need to have happen is get out of here with that. So I, I think we've said all we can say with this game, Doug. The really interesting thing from there boils down to what's happening across the state tonight. This Pius West Side game is turning turned into quite the game, and it has everything to do with uh, what will go on on this field next Friday night. Yeah, Pius just kicked a field goal to make it 28-27. Pius is still behind, and uh, we will see how that game uh, plays out. Pius uh, taking on uh, Omaha West Side. Omaha West Side 28, Pius 27, as they are in the fourth quarter in Grand Island 17-17 with Creighton Prep in the third quarter of play. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Don't forget tomorrow, Husker football, Purdue on the breeze, 94.5. Pre-game is at 1.30. Kickoff is at 6.30 on the Big Ten Network as well. Hastings College hosting Doan tomorrow on 12.30 a.m. KHAS. UNK is down at Lindenwood. A volleyball going on, soccer going on. The Hastings men's basketball team start It's pandemonium. With it's sports time. we got the NFL coming up. And, of course, the big game of the Big Ten tomorrow, Penn State and Ohio State. We'll be back with you Monday. The C-110 volleyball districts or sub-districts at Kearney High. It'll be Minden taking on Wood River in the first game at 4.30. College Catholic will then take on Gibbon, and the winners will meet at 7. More districts on Tuesday. The Class D football playoffs on Wednesday here on Classic Hits. Elm Creek and South Loop at 6 o'clock on ESPN 1460. Chambers, Wheeler Central, Ewing will be at Kennesaw also at 4 o'clock. On the breeze, 94.5, Blue Hill will host North Central, while Mullen is at Giltner on 1230 KHAS. And good luck to the Carney Bearcats as they compete in the GNAC Volleyball Tournament tomorrow in Norfolk. Our state football coverage brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration, and Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Final score... Carney 45, Norfolk nothing for our producer engineer Spencer Shields, Monty Krasenstein, and Larry Baker. I'm Doug Duda saying thanks for joining us for Bearcat Football here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com.